Add some fun to your space with Extrafy, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with Extrafy. No regrets, guaranteed. I'm in the house, and sector clear, but there is the window. Hate this badge. I'll take the fire through the pillar, whatever. Play with Parimatch. Parimatch, your esports teammate. Want to change your loadout, get new skins, or maybe cash out? Bitskins.com, the best skin site. Just log in with your Steam account, add your dream skins to your cart, and pay with crypto, credit card, or PayPal through our providers. Need some cash? We got you. Just list your skins, enter your desired price, and withdraw instantly with crypto or directly to your Visa credit card. Bitskins.com, buying and selling skins. Simple, fast, and easy. It's time for HLTV Confirmed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Counter-Strike fans around the globe, the tournament break has officially begun. That's correct. The tournament break, not the player break. Tonight's episode is number 48. It's Thursday, the 22nd of July, and the time right now is 8 p.m. CEST on the bloody nose. A quick shout-out to our sponsors, extrafyxtrfy.com. Check them out if you're in the market for some peripherals, mouse, keyboard, mouse pad, headphones, all that good stuff. Parry match. They've got markets for Boomer Sports and for Zuma Sports. Gamble responsibly. And our newest sponsor, Bitskins.com. Uh, Bitskins is a skin marketplace. They got those knives, those dragon laws, those gloves, all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. If you want some skins and you want to trade them, head over there, see what they got. Have a little bit of a look. Now, that's the shout out for our sponsors. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, if you guys at home, Want to get the HLTV Confirmed uh, podcast pumped directly into your ears? The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Just head over to anchor.fm slash HLTV. Uh, one moment. Hold up. Hold up. I, pref I prepared a gag. On tonight's show, we are covering all the recent news. Changes in Fnatic, PGL Stockholm, or is it? I am Cologne Wrap-Up and the Tournament Break. What it has in store. Dun, 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 dun. All right, that was my gag. I, I, I spent all day thinking about that. Thanks, guys. Um, okay, so amazing. Thank you, thank, thank you, you Chad. thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Uh, on tonight's show, uh, we're covering in the recent news the changes in Fnatic. Oh, I just did this. I fucking rereading my script. Anyway, <laughs> Rob, Striker, and Lucas are all joining me this evening. Lucas, he's the producer. He's also a party animal, and he likes to keep the show afloat. Now, Lucas, what are the weather conditions looking like down there on the sidelines of the podcast today? I don't know. This, uh, I, I keep you know inside in the dark. 
wonderful wonderful yeah. uh great okay so yeah we're not losing any we're not losing any frames uh, the internet seems to be good you know all no, the equipment's everywhere audio levels are great great okay cool that's all we wanted to hear uh can you confirm or deny that you are in fact the danish leaks twitter or a contributor to it no comment Exactly. That's Fair. what I thought. That's what I thought. Classic Lucas, silent I'm confirmation. Right I'm there. actually definitely not because uh, it's kind of a joke on the Danish scene sometimes. Just like the. That you are? Side. No, 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 no. That that I'm not. Well, it's, it's a, it's all right. A, what about this? Uh, what about this? Are you are you Don Hassey then? No comment. No comment. See, He's, silence, yeah. Yeah. we worked it out. We fucking we fucking stumped him here. Uh, Prof, uh, I just want to get your clarification. Tournament break or player break? Definitely the tournament break. And uh, what were you eating? Uh, and did your doorbell ring about seven minutes ago? Uh, approximately. Okay. And, I, and I finished it easily. So, All right, you've nailed it. You've nailed it. Striker, are you going on holidays? Are you doing anything? going to go out anywhere? Do anything with your time? Actually, no. I have to stay home. Oh, okay. To babysit, right. to babysit the website. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, you can find anyone to babysit it. So you've got your leg tied to the to the office my, desk. Yeah, my question to you, Chad, is now. Yeah. When you do these special intros, obviously you did some prep this time, but like, when you come up with it, how long before the show is that? Is just like the five seconds before you go live, or is it just like more time before that? So this is what happened. I streamed somehow for nine hours today, and I looked around my room, and I went, this place is a fucking tip, because I got home on Monday, and I didn't finish unpacking, or actually unpack at all. So then I unpacked everything. I put everything away. I set everything up for the podcast, and then I sat down, and I went, I suppose I should write something up so I don't seem like such a daft cunt. And then as I was writing up, I thought, what could be funny? And I'm kind of in like an entertaining mood because I've been doing stuff today. So it kind of, I don't know. It was about like 15 minutes before. So, okay. Yeah, not, not too far before. Four seconds. For a second there, it just looked like you just came up with it like right on the spot. And oh, just started yeah. shouting, it's time. Um, oh, that that I wrote that down because I think I was watching the UFC on the weekend or whatever, right? You know that fucking, that guy that gets loud and proud. I forget his name. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Anyway, we're dragging on. Oh, wait, I got to click this button. Reload frame. Lucas is my, what do you mean? <laughs> Recent news. Roll the bumper. All right, we're back. Don't have a heart attack. It's all going down. And we're going to be talking about something here off the bat, which I, I, I want to preface immediately is kind of sad. Uh, JW, one of the legends, one of the members of the original Fnatic roster who won uh, DreamHack 2013, the, the first CSGO major, uh, almost a lifelong Fnatic member besides a little little pit stop where he, he left the team, um, has is out. He's, he's been dropped. Um, and Fnatic are going international. Um, so this one here, it, it is sad to lose JW, but Prof, off the bat, I'll let you run away with this. I'm not really a surprise, huh? No, not really. I mean, we've been talking about this for two months almost. Uh, Golden JW definitely uh, on the on the chopping block for Fnatic. But if they didn't manage to turn things around and they didn't, they were... I don't know how it actually happened because they're an ESL partner team, but they didn't get invited to Cologne as a part. Oh, actually, the Cologne isn't really like you that. You got to so qualify. Yeah. yeah, you got to qualify. It doesn't matter. So they didn't get there, didn't really have a chance to prove anything on land, and maybe we'd see something a bit better, but probably not not enough uh, anyway. So these two changes that they made uh, with uh, with Golden and JW, 
kind of expected, even uh, though definitely sad. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen at the same time. Uh, but obviously, I guess they were working things out. Now, I just linked Lucas uh, a link here of Fnatic's results so far in the this year, 2021. Uh, they played 47 maps, they won 17, and they lost 30. Right? If you go through, you can see the matchups that they won early on in CS Summit 7. That was at the start of the year back in January. They oh, won yeah, a couple of series. Yeah. So, like, if you go straight to, to more recent history, like, lots of losses, like NIP, VP, Fiend, Complexity, Mouse Sports, EPG Family. Uh, they got a win over Extremum, which I don't think anybody is excited about these days. Um, Mouse Sports, another loss. You know, you just keep going. It, it looks pretty bleak here now. Striker, the international part of this, I think, is probably the most interesting part because people in recent history don't think of Fnatic as a as a team to, to dip into other nationalities. How much do you put into that? Do you think this is something that they have to do because the Swedish scene isn't deep? And if you think it is, who have they got their eyes on? Because there's some rumors right now. Um, I actually don't know what the what the uh, actual rumors are for uh, for who could join Fnatic. Obviously, there was that MHL thing, but I think that's I think that that was a kind of like a far. Um, that was kind of a stretch uh, in my eyes. I don't think that's going to be happening. Okay, uh, it's hard to say. I, I definitely don't think that they can. They have much to choose from when it comes to to Sweden. So it's kind of obvious that they will go international. And it's something that um, they actually uh, wanted to do even before they got this team essentially put together, like back way back, because at the time they actually had a Danish team, or at least the majority Danish mm-hmm. uh, for for a while, right? When the uh, when they had. Zipex, oh, Zipex at the Carrigan, time, yeah, and, uh, and some of these people. Yeah, I just can't Riz, remember the exact lineup. Trace and Moddy. Yeah, something like that. Maybe that's like the last could be 1.6. lineup that was like the best in 2012. Like when the yeah. was, like the transitional period, that was like that pretty much that lineup, right? Yeah. So, um, like obviously they've had some history with uh, with going towards the, the the Danish players. So maybe that's something that they want to do again. Obviously, there's considering the language difference is not being that big uh, for a lot of these players. Uh, it's not that. Uh, difficult to kind of understand each other so that seems like a like a good transitional step i guess um but hard to know what the what the exact players could be at this point i think it's just very difficult to see like because they need an in-game leader then they need an alper right and that's well, jackinia is the opening right um yeah i guess so because so I, they have, I am with you it's a bit weird though yeah, yeah, yeah because they have they've obviously were throwing around that uh the the role a little bit so it could might not be jackinia in the end could be actually yeah you're right so it's hard to say, but in, the game leader part is the most important, right? Like obviously there are some some people who are available. Like if you look at MSL, Alex, I guess are the two biggest uh, candidates right now for that spot because like who else? I can't even think of anybody else who could take that in game leadership step. I mean, we have <laughs> Flusha has a team, so even well, though that team has kind of uh, been uh, just disappeared off the face of the planet yeah. in the past couple of months. Uh, but, he still has a team, so yeah, and and he is contracted. It's not like it's not yeah. like a mixed team. That there is actually an org behind it, even though it hasn't been revealed yet. It's one they of are... these. What was the one before Godsent joined? What were they called? Um, uh, oh, was, smash! Uh, that's smash. the one. It's one of those oh, situations. Okay. Yeah. yeah, seems yeah. like it. For sure. I mean, uh, and also just tying on to the I- IGL situation. Obviously, that is the first priority uh, when adding someone to uh, to fanatic right now and if you don't find a swedish igl you don't want to find a fourth player that is swedish and then have four swedish players and and a foreigner that doesn't really make sense um the only people the only team that you can actually look look towards and we kind of forgot about it in the past uh, is dignitas and they have heap who is kind of kind of maybe a player that could uh, play on this level and 
Lecro is there if they if they want to bring him back. So that that could be in in theory something they could do. Yeah, who could also in game lead and do all of this, but. I don't think that is. Uh, I mean, they said they want to go international, and Tintas probably doesn't want to get rid of these players. So that that is the that is the route. Uh, look, the MSO one to me probably makes the most sense because I think if because they're doing this whole academy thing again now, right? Um, this whole international thing to me, if you brought in MSL and you had him in game lead, we know MSL puts in a strong system, which is like Fnatic haven't had forever. I, yeah. I would say, what version of Fnatic in recent his in history since 2013 would we say have had a strong system? I don't think we would say any of them. I think that recently they tried to do that and it didn't work. So having MSL come in, you could have a strong system. Like he could get all that off the ground for you, and then they could even transition him into the future into something else, or they could use that for their academy rosters and have their players come up through that. So I think that makes sense. Um, and I think. I think when you're a player like MSL and you spend so much time away from the game, like he has now, at least competitive officials, he gets a different look. So maybe when he goes, man, if I was MSL and I knew that I was getting Crimson Brawlan, like they're two players who I think would play well in a system. It was all yeah. the other guys who didn't play well in a system, like Flusher and JW, right? Like, so it's an interesting one there. I don't think MSL has worked with players on the on that level, by the way. At least not Brawlan at this point. Like it. Um... Just trying to remember like some of these. Obviously, he's uh, like he's, the had Kirby's and he's had Valde and Asimia's Kirby, but those Bronze. guys were, yeah. But those guys, yeah, sure. Those guys, obviously, it's uh, it's been a while since they were on that peak, I guess. Um, and at the time, that was true, actually. But in recent memory, like it's not even close, right? The to some of these players that uh, um, that he had under him. So I guess a good refresher for him if that's uh, if that's where Fnatic end up going. Uh, that's for sure. I definitely agree with the uh, like that Fnatic need. A more drastic change than just like getting a couple of new players and playing under the essentially the same system, which has obviously been outdated. And even though Fnatic have been kind of making it work in a in an era that doesn't really fit this style, at least obviously apart from like maybe the last year or so when they had to go online and it kind of all fell apart. But until that point, I think even though their playstyle was outdated, they they were able to make it work. But that's just not been the case anymore. So I think that's that's where the biggest change needs to come in in my eyes. Even though MSL doesn't necessarily need to uh, seem like a big firepower upgrade over over Golden. It's probably not going to be a big difference there. Uh, there's definitely a very big difference in terms of the place or the the leading style. Yeah, I, I think when you had JW and Golden, who both weren't performing very well, like you've got two things that you can look to blame, or two things that you can look at causes as why things aren't going well, right? So if you can just make sure that you have a strong stronger individuals coming in, then the classic in-game leader syndrome can continue. That's fine. But you need four strong players around that, right, just to give them something to sink their teeth into. But it's just a shame. Like, I thought Sweden was getting out of this. Like, I thought we were getting out of the thing where we were like, oh, Swedish counter-strike, who really gives a fuck? Like, NIP now, the fact that they have device, well, there's rumors, you know, this whole Dupree thing. We'll get into that later in the show. Um, <laughs> just I'm imagine if they went, went with the, like, Lycra or Drake and Ergel. That's, that's just like the revolving door of a Swedish counter-strike, man. <laughs> That would be so rough. Oof. I hope they don't do that. I hope but they don't do that. Are, are, if this ends up being MSL, uh, does that feel a bit disappointing? Like, who me, are you going to get as an in-game leader? I know, but like this, this like MSL AZ rumor to Fnatic, like that doesn't really excite me that much. Like that can that it would can take be, AZ out of there. I don't. That want can AZ be there. like a top five team. I don't think. I don't think it can be a top no. five. Top team. five in Sweden, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, what are they going for? Do Fnatic want to go so, for like so that's being? The thing. We don't really, we don't really know. But I guess if if they just want to be like a top twenty team, then that is fine. 
but uh, much more than that, it's hard for me to see. I would, wanna, like uh, from that from that angle, I definitely like to rather. I would see Alex is the only upgrade, though. If you think about it, though, like who else can they get in terms of in-game leaders that are available, and that would be good for the team. But right? look, like essentially, it's just those two options at this point. I feel like now, look, if you're Samuelson or Khan or whoever's making the decisions over there at Fnatic, now this is absolutely like I know a little bit more of what went on in Cloud Nine than most, right? Obviously, because of my living situation. But if you're looking at the Cloud Nine situation with Alex there, and you're standing back as one of these teams. Are you going to look at Alex as a guy who you think, yeah, he's going to come in and turn an international roster into something successful? Like, I know I mean, they already but, have but what makes you think that MSL can? Like, he's never done it before. Well, uh, well uh, yeah, okay, true, true. I get that's a fair call. I just think that, like, we know MSL has has a strong foundation, and if and they he, want to build for the future, yeah. yeah, and he built a lot of teams. Like he, uh, Alex, practically Alex's whole career is a bit in LDLC and then Vitality. And Vitality was already a team assembled when he joined, so he just like came into into the team and then kind of grew into the in-game leader role, uh, or did it 50-50 from the start, I don't really remember, but it's not like he built a team and it's not like he had so many different experiences. I'm not really shitting on Alex, I definitely think he still has potential to be a great in-game leader, but mm. you just, you look at MSL and he played with like 50 different players and most of those teams that he was in were like, decent at least so maybe the fanatic is like oh maybe this could be enough for us right now yeah i can and see the angle yeah i just and don't so, see so, how that's gonna take them like that to like be on the top yeah, 10 essentially right definitely i don't see that either okay uh we'll probably come back to this because we've got a lot of roster rumors to discuss uh towards oh, the yeah MS, msl was in rogue that was uh, just right. oh yeah true, yeah, true yeah, yeah went to north america that. Um, all right, uh, next piece of news. We're going to jump into EPL being online. I've got the link here, Lucas. Let me flick you that one here. Now, I was hearing murmurs of this um, towards the tail end of, of Cologne. Uh, I am Cologne. Um, and I was like, oh, man. But I, look, boys, I know I talk a lot, but let me just let me give everybody a story. You guys kind of got a, the gist of it in our little Discord channel, but I want to give everybody else um, the, the understanding here. So first and foremost, let's just talk about what the, the news it is. Season 14 of EPL was meant to be taking place in Malta, uh, which is where it's meant to be, was meant to take place for the last three seasons, actually. Um, but we all know this COVID situation is rearing its head again. We're getting, I'm not going to talk like an expert on this. And I, and I, I say this every time. All right. So people in the comments who are like listening to sponge talk about COVID hurts my brain. It hurts my brain too. I don't know. You don't know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just keep it short then. <laughs> no, this is going to be long because this is a personal anecdote, right? This is a okay. personal experience that is is something that I can attest to as to why we're not in Malta. Let me explain to everybody at home what happened two Fridays ago. It was Friday the 9th. At about 4.50 in the afternoon, Henry linked an article to Alex and I, I believe. This is, I believe. And it was the fact that Malta at that point at like 4.50 on a Friday afternoon when the government stuff is closed for the next couple of days, fucking dumb cunts, sent out this news saying that the country was not going to be allowing anybody in who was not vaccinated. Now, whatever you think about that, I don't care. That's not the point of this conversation. At that point in the news article that was in the Times of Malta, they put an email on the Times of Malta there for you if you were a, a resident, which I am, to email um, to see what the situation was. Alex and I both emailed that within an hour of that news coming out. They hadn't even registered the email that they put out publicly for us to contact them to see what we would do while we were abroad. So then we have three days of stress. 
we get talking to ESL immediately. We're like, ESL, they're not going to let us back into our own country if we're not vaccinated, right? So I've already had one AstraZeneca shot. Alex hadn't been vaccinated at all. We tried to organize for both of us to go to Germany from Poland for one day to get vaccinated so that we could go home at the end of the event. By the time Monday rolled around, they rolled the restrictions back a little bit and they said, you can come home, but you have to quarantine for two weeks, which would have fucked me because my second vaccination is soon. And everybody knows once you have your second vaccination, two weeks is out on top of that. And then it would have overlapped with Pro League, which I'm working and it would not have been able to get to because it would have been over that threshold of time. So I would have been stuck here in Malta because of this. So I was like, I just have to go to Germany. I can't go home. I couldn't even get my second vaccination of AstraZeneca in another country because Malta said they wouldn't recognize it even though I would have been vaccinated. So I'm jumping through all these bullshit loopholes and I'm trying to email and have conversations and work shit out while working the finals of this event, event stressing my fucking mind out. And then come Wednesday that week, they rolled it all back. I was in multiple emails and they said, sir, you can come back into the country as long as you have a negative PCR test and proof that your flight was booked before the restrictions changed. So the fact that ESL cannot get the event in Malta, right there, just listen to the things I said, how unorganized this place is. If it surprises any of you that in a month's time that this event can't happen in Malta, I would be surprised, guys, because this place here, it's a fucking clown fiesta out there. They don't even know what the fuck's going on. So To be honest, it's not just Malta. This is literally everywhere. Every, everyone's just changing rules all the time. So it, it's very hard to plan anything. Um, just is just it so even if if you want to say oh why don't they just do it in german it's not like germany is super perfect and this isn't going to change anything in like two weeks like everything changes on a weekly basis almost depending on what's going on so who knows and you also you also have to realize how hard it is logistically to move something from from one place to another right like on a relatively last i'm saying last minute obviously we're a month away almost but it's still like three three to four weeks is not a lot of time to to book, like to find somebody who's actually willing to host your event if you don't have a place in Germany, obviously. Uh, I don't know what the deal is is there with ESL, but they use the hotel for this one, right? So, like, maybe that's not the, that's not an option anymore and stuff like that. It's just yeah. like within three weeks, it's very difficult. Like, you also have to get the players back to their homes from Cologne. You realize you can't hold it in Malta and you want to get them back into Cologne. Like, this is not an easy thing to do in these times. Like, when you want to get uh, 100, what is it, 24 teams, 120 players. Uh, plus coaches, blah blah blah, 150 people, let's say, to to one country. Like it's not it's not going to be easy. So that's just something to keep in mind. I'm surprised we didn't get the update from the world rankings of who the other the last few teams are for the event, right? Because those world yeah. rankings were meant to be with the 19th, so maybe that's still to come. And maybe some of the teams, like Renegades, for example, might not be able to get out because I think they're just yeah. finishing their quarantine now. <laughs> but just on this, just quickly, because I just bashed on Malta, I kind of want to like back them up a little bit because I do live here. <laughs> um, the fact that this is a really small island with really poor infrastructure because there's only half a million people here. So if COVID did kick off and a lot of people were getting sick, this would be the last place you want to be because there's only few, there's only very few hosp hospitals. And I think there's quite the aging population here. So like in terms of Malta closing the borders, I understand it's self-preservation. This is about safety, right guys? So like we'll put that ahead. It's just really difficult right now to get this shit going. So look, it sucks. It really sucks. I think because of the time frame of everything getting moved with the dates, that kind of compounded everything. And also the fact that we couldn't like have the playoffs a bit more detached from the group stage, then maybe we could have tried to work out having the playoffs on land when it's less teams. Um, but yeah, man, like 
it, it it's a, it's like a slap in the face, you know. It's like a slap in the face for everybody because we just had a LAN and everybody was excited. We had some really good games, like we had some great storylines. It was really cool, and now we just we've just been kicked in the dick, you know. There's just an absolute boot straight up the nuts. Yeah. You feel it in your stomach, and it's like we have to go back to online. And I don't know, man. I we're gonna talk about Cologne, and I'm sure this topic about online versus LAN will come up there. But yeah, it's just unfortunate for everybody. It's just it's just unfortunate for everybody. I I it sucks for everyone. And, you know, I see a lot of people like getting mad at ESL for this and that, and that's fine. Like you can direct the anger at them, but like it hurts them more than anybody. <laughs> like the event is more prestigious and there's more viewers and it, everybody enjoys it more when it's on land. We all want it to be on land, you know? So let's just fucking cool our jets and, and, and hope, hopefully, hopefully this shit changes eventually. Um, I mean, if they wanted to, I'm sure if they could, if it was possibly possible logistically and all that, like, I'm sure they would love to have it online and just like continue that narrative, right? That like we're back online. This is what matters, right? Like that's what Cologne was all about, right? Yeah. I'm sure they <laughs> so would, would love be to do that. Low key, this doesn't matter. ESL, <laughs> yeah, just <true. laughs> ESL about ESL Pro League, uh, which I don't know. It's going to be what it's going to be, especially with the whole player break are we going to see any changes it's going to be pretty weird uh, the whole event but we'll talk about that in like two weeks i guess yeah the second topic is if people are asking in the chat is like does this mean no major uh because i guess P the pgl uh stockholm news is is next on the yeah, on the yeah, picket yeah. um i don't think it means no major uh especially because different countries have different regulations and and all of that in theory, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, from like a TLDR of what PGL said, it really felt like, as Striker, you commented in our Discord, it really felt like they're just setting the scene uh, for them saying like, ah, we can't really do it in, in Stockholm because of these and these reasons. So I don't know uh, where, where to take it from that. I, I think I think all the news because there's been a lot of murmurs, right? Like a lot of Swedish news was getting involved in this. And for mm. those of you who maybe aren't keeping up with all of the esports in Sweden, obviously TI was meant to be held in the same place, um, and then that's had to be moved to Bucharest. Now, just a quick little bit of history: uh, PGL are a Romanian company, right? They've been a Romanian company forever, um, run by Silvio over there. He's the CEO, and and for them to be able to move TI to Bucharest, and I think it's a the the place I, I think they announced the place they're doing it in right it's more of an outdoor stadium it's a, type it's a situation. football it's a football stadium yeah so it's obviously like very it's it's huge for them to be able to try and make this happen in the first place and then the fact that that they're priming us to potentially do that with um the counter-strike major i personally i don't know how the two of you feel i made a, a string of tweets about this the other day but logistically this is not easy first of all with all the covid restrictions we just touched on second of all uh Second of all, even just having an event in in this type of of, of, of climate, right, is is we're well, having people coming and going. Oh, but football is doing it, and this is doing it. Yeah, okay, fine, right. It's different, different kettle of fish. Again, we've had this conversation a shitload of times. Um, but long story short, let me fucking fast forward this. The fact that PGO have come out and they've said that they're still going to try and work with Stockholm to make it happen, I, I can respect that. But striker. Let's be honest. If they're this flimsy now, and we are about three months out, what odds are you putting on this? What percentage would you put on this happening in Stockholm? Uh, not a lot. I think they 
I think that's it was just such a prelude to to them actually moving the event that that whole state statement because they kind of refer to like a short window of opportunity to to move it to a different location and that like kind of speaks to like the timeline that we're that, that we're looking at here like they probably have like a matter of weeks to decide whether um, whether to to do it in like this other location which we imagine is just going to be Romania right so um, that's kind of yeah that's what I'm expecting to happen within the next couple of weeks for sure. Now, I, I kind of want to talk to our American listeners. And if there are any of you, hello. I was going to say good day. I, should say, I should say, howdy, y'all. I don't completely understand the situation in North America or America, USA. I'm kind of speaking out of my ass a little bit here, but I have read some comments on the internet, whether it be on HLTV or Reddit or Twitter. Um, and a lot of Americans seem a bit baffled that the fact that we're not all vaccinated. Just to, uh, uh, from my understanding, a lot of European countries have done it with the obviously, first of all, the the most uh, vulnerable demographic, and then they've gone down in tiers of age, right? And I would say only recently is it getting to the point where we can have vaccinations for people of all ages. Um, it only opened up that you could do clinic vaccinations here in Malta on Monday. Uh, I know in Germany, for example, they were still working their way down the list until a couple of weeks ago, where I opened up for clinic vaccinations in private doctors. Um, it hasn't been it hasn't been very open um, in Europe. Uh, in Australia, it's very restricted. I know that my family are telling me that back back down under. Um, I would say in a lot of these third world countries, vaccine vaccines are very few and far between. So even though America, you guys are fucking killing it, and I gave you guys a lot of shit when you guys were making some decisions in the beginning. But recently, you guys are killing it, right? The rest of us, we're not. So bear with us. We're getting it together. And hopefully, we're, we're going to be good for this major. Because I think Silvio and PGL, they obviously want to put on this event. We all want to see this event. We haven't had a major in two years now, guys. We fucking, we were gagging for it, right? We are thirstier than an 18-year-old on a Friday night looking for some, I'm not going to say the word I was going to say. Um, for booze, looking, obviously. Looking for, looking for a good time, all right? So, um you know, so let's let's just keep our fingers crossed. Let's just monitor the world here. Everybody do what you think is right. I'm not going to tell people what to do, but let's just hope and pray. We got anything else we want to put on, on this one? Not really. I guess just uh, to mention one of the things that really they pointed out in that article as well, or the statement is that the, the event essentially needs to happen in front of an audience. Otherwise, it's that's not it, right? That yeah. is one of the things that needs to happen uh of course they could could have done it in stockholm and as a hotel event or like a studio event but that is not the point yeah and there was the other thing right that i think this was publicized in striker you bring this up all the time it the rmr event before it has to be on land right uh i'm not entirely sure that that's still the case like when they basically when they announced the 2021 circuits i think that reference kind of like disappeared or at least they didn't. They didn't seem. They as, didn't reinforce it. Yeah, they okay. at least they didn't seem as as uh, hell bent on on that particular condition. So I'm not entirely sure. But I mean, if you look at if you look at how like it's developing in terms of the RMR and in terms of the schedule, um, I don't know if this is something that we wanted to talk about later on, but I guess not. Um, like we don't even know where the RMRs are going to fit in. Like it seems like there might be just like space for one, not two, as as the as it was supposed to be, right? I envision it'll be like the road to Rio RMRs where all of them will run simultaneously. Right. 
That's what I see happening, or at least as close to yeah. as possible. Um, yeah, but CIS is like ahead of ahead by one, right? Uh, compared to weights. Well, no, everywhere could have up to three RMR events. Yeah, right? I'm just but, saying that uh, that CIS already but, has two, right? But and they're yeah. the only ones, though. They should. Well, I'd say they'd run another one. I would assume, but I would say that the yeah. other regions won't. I'd say that all the other regions just run one. Just more, do one. Yeah, which that's is kind of going to park a lot of people here. Um, I can say that there should be news on that soon. That's all I'll say. Okay. I can't say more. Cool. I can just say soon. So just keep your ears pressed to the ground, everybody. I've heard some murmurs. News about that is coming. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, ESCA support for Agadelphia NA Landsec. I missed this. Who, Prof, you chuck the news in here. What's going I, I on with this? And I thought, it's nice. I thought it was pretty nice. I mean, we didn't talk about like the first announcement of Fragadelphia even coming back and doing lands like they're doing their classic like Fragadelphia mainland, but also having like four lead up lands to that across other NA cities, US cities, I presume. Right. Um, and uh, adding on to that, then that was a 35K tournament, uh, the main Fragadelphia event. Okay. But then ESCA came out and added 25K to that prize pool. And uh, additionally to that, the uh, the cash cups were turned into qualifiers for Fregadelphia and uh, like not really qualifiers because you can just show up and, and play, I guess. But uh, they added like travel support for teams for, for the winning teams of the ESCA cash cups. So that's all kind of a cool ecosystem thing for NA to have like decent tournaments also on land, uh, support the smaller teams. So I think it's just like a cool thing worth mentioning. Okay. Uh, I just want to say this about North American Counter-Strike for a second here, guys, because we've obviously lost a big portion of them to the Valorant, right? Um, the ones who are sticking around and the next generation to come, right, are going to be hungry and they're going to be the ones who actually want to play Counter. They're the ones who actually like our game enough to not do it for the paycheck because it's something that they enjoy. So the next generation of North American Counter-Strike players that we have coming up are going to be fraggers. They're going to be keepers. They're going to be the ones that we want, right? That's what we want. So this next gen, let's fucking give them all the love we can. And these are really nice initiatives. So anything we can give North America, y'all have very big sponsorship budgets. So we're going to be nice to y'all. All right, cowboys. Um, uh, who wants to be a everybody not from Everybody not from Texas. Just they all the sound like way. that, man. That's what Trace and Jason sound like. <laughs> Jason. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Who wants to be a skinny now? Who's doing it? Who's who's our victim? Don't uh, striker, striker. Because it's oh, me. Thank God. I'm glad it's not me. All right, I wasn't ready to answer some fucking questions. Is this me, Lucas, or is this? I think we're doing the same thing. I think it's all the same. Thing? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. You. This is all you. This is all you. Okay. All right, so just a quick one for everybody playing at home. Who wants to be a skinnyer? This is uh, based on who wants to be a millionaire. But not God, really. Man. But not really. Uh, so what's going to happen here is uh, we have the same skins. I think eventually we'll get some new skins. I opened that that usp the other day um long story short striker's going to answer five questions if he gets all five questions right somebody in chat will win a 50 dollar skin <laughs> i will if he by gets the way. four right someone will win a 15 dollar skin if he gets three right somebody will win a 750 two right 250 one right you get a 50 cent skin you guys in the chat get an opportunity to win thanks to bitskin so let's do it who wants to be a skinnionaire take it away lucas Question one, which of the following teams is playing We Play's Academy League? I'll say the question again. Which of the following teams is playing We Play's Academy League? MIBR Tomorrow, Furia Academy, <laughs> or More Pain? I like More Pain, man. This is a good, this is a good question. It's Furia Academy, though. I don't, think, uh, I don't think the other two are actually a team, right? Uh, uh, we, had, we had to do some easier questions to set, set things up. 
I also really liked more pain, like for an more academy. Pain. Yeah, that's so not good. Academy team, that would be amazing. Lucas, <laughs> what do they have to type in chat? Is it bitskins.com to enter? Just bitskins, not bitskins.com. Just type bitskins. If you're doing bitskins.com, you're not entering. Okay, we got the first one right. Question two. Lucas, have a bit more pep in your step. I heard you like to party, bro. All right. Uh, number two. Who is the youngest of the following players? Ooh, is it A, Axel, B, Buster, or C, Uncle Chop Chop, aka Chopper? This is like, this is such bait. Is it though? That it's meant to he be just Exile. Said, he just said it's easier. That's what I'm saying. Like, but like, it seems so like relatively obvious to me that I feel like it, not, it can't be that. So that's kind of like where, I, where my head is at. So I, I'm thinking it's Axile. But then again, it's a double pump fake. Double walk out, fake. walk out, be some rush. And then the bomb. I don't think, Shira I don't think, it's, I think it's either. I think it's either Chopper or Exile. I don't think it's Buster. I think it's the Chopper has a fucking beard bigger. than I mine. know, uh, but I think he's actually quite young. But maybe I'm just, yeah, maybe I'm just super off. But I feel like it's Exile. I'm seconds. just gonna go with Exile because that was like my first instinct, and I don't, I don't okay. know um, if it could be either of the two. Click it, click it, click it, click Correct. Okay, it is. Two out of two, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're moving into question number three you know, right uh, now. Uh, 19, 21, 24. Tw oh, he is like so that. much older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice, cool. nice, 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 nice. Question three. Which sniper was the second highest rated player at IEM Cologne? Was it A, Jane, B, Shiro, or C, Dexter? Dun, 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 I don't, dun, dun. Hmm. I know the answer to I'm this trying to remember. I don't know the answer, like for sure. I just don't remember who. I feel like it's like my initial instinct is James. Do you want to phone a friend and the friend can be um, me and I'll help you get this one right so we can give the viewers something nice? Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going through the motions. I don't think it's Shiro. I feel like it could be a, like a baity question at Dexter, even though Spirit didn't do so hot. But I I have a feeling it's James. So chat if you want to confirm or deny. It's Dexter. It is Dexter? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with Dexter then. Uh, it's uh, teamwork on that one. There you go. Phone a friend. That's what the lifelines are for. I'm here for the people in chat. Thumbs up for the men's. All right. <laughs> Question four. How much does the cheapest firearm in CSGO cost? Cheapest 200? firearm. Does this include the Zeus, Prof? No, firearm. Zeus isn't the firearm. Okay. Fire 200, 250, bullet, 300. Right? I mean... Okay, now I'm... <laughs> He's actually made the question too easy this week. Oh, I'm, just, yeah, I'm just trying to pick. Yeah, I'm just trying to pick. This like, a I'm bit getting, of a trick. You know, by, by yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. baited by P250, right? And yeah. I'm just like, wait a, wait a second. But it's not 250, actually, right? Yeah, but, but the, what else can you buy to, that's, well, that you fire spawn arm. with? Firearm. That you can the, buy what you spawn with. Really? You can't. Oh, yeah, use, you can. You can't use okay. that twice, Chad. You can't use that twice. Okay. I I'm don't gonna, know, man. I didn't. It is the. I guess it's. It is the, the Look, it's USP, coming right? out of my salary anyway, yeah, boys. Don't worry. Okay, I would have. Chat, I would have actually gone with three hundred like because coughing in behind <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> okay, I didn't actually. I wasn't actually aware that you. Yeah, I guess you can buy it. Yeah, yeah. The men's yeah. are loving this. The men's are loving it. All right, question cool. five: How many number one players of a year are currently contracted to teams in top? Oh my god, this is hard. How many number one players of a year are currently contracted to teams in the top 10 of the world rankings as of right now? Holy shit. Uh, well, simple as one. Um, number one. Who else was number one? Not Code Zero. Not uh, Get Right. Not Olaf. Um, not uh, Zywoo. Is Vitality top 10 is my question. Vitality. 
25 oh. seconds. This one is sec, a hard one. Sec, one sec, one sec. Oh my god. Is he t- t- fuck? Did Vitaly go to top 10 or did they drop out? <laughs> you can't. Uh... Oh shit. A penny just dropped. Huh? Oh you've fuck. Got, you've got 10 seconds. Okay, I'm just going to go, I'm just gonna go with two. Up, yeah. I think it's simple and Zyro, right? I, I did actually. Right, who am I missing? I, I, you got it wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> who am I missing? All so of you missed Olaf, and you also missed. Ah, uh, I'm an idiot, you, man. You also, <laughs> missed, you also missed Colzera. So this is, is he, tech, this was taking. technically four, you think? Yes. yes. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, I forgot about Olaf. Because we put the wrong answers. Are we giving? I'm an idiot, it? Yeah. Because are we I giving? I actually missed Vitality being in top ten. I are we giving away the fifty? Because we fucked I it up. I think we need to give away the. 50. We're giving away the fifty. It's holidays. It's tournament break. It's summer life. You've done it, men's. You've entered. Now Lucas will draw a lot of help with that one. Lucas will draw a winner. You guys will win. We're not doing this every week. That's it. That's it. That's the only one we're giving you guys. That's all you get. Someone wins a skin that's worth 50. Lucas will sort it out. We'll do the draw. Can we keep it moving, Lucas? Fuck, I'm getting fired after this. Uh, is there a bumper? Do we need to roll some ads? Okay. I even Shit. said I even said all up and just passed him by yeah, like, like he wasn't in a... <laughs> it's not, <laughs> like, it's not yeah. cool, Zara. All right. Everyone calm down. I want people at home to stop spamming bit skins now. Or you keep spamming bit skins. I don't give a fuck, actually. I need to take a breath. Give me a second. Everyone just chill. Just take a deep breath. I want you guys to all reflect in the moment. We did it. We made it. We made it through who wants to be a skin, you know. So it's happened. By the way, I while we're doing this, I low-key uh, promised people that I'll pitch a men's t-shirt. Like oh, M A N N S smiley yeah. face. Okay. Uh, to Martin, but I didn't do it yet. So apologies on that. And I promise I will do it by the end of the month. And maybe what's it, what's it gonna look like? I don't know. It's like whatever people want it to look like. Here's a better idea. What if we do this? People at home who are watching right now, if you're savvy at all with designs or anything like that, men's, if you don't know the hltv.org fucking men's, go on the forums, try and stay away from the threads that are talking shit about me or any of my colleagues and look for men's all right now i think just like a little men's just a little men's just men's right nothing too crazy but design something at home see what you come up with and we'll see if martin can get some printed and shipped out of his sweatshop that he has he has i think martin's got like four kids right so it's probably just fucking he's probably got all of them working on it he's got lucas in there he fucking got hunden on speed dial right they're making it all they're doing it all it's all happening um all right where are we at uh cologne 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 oh let's just quickly talk about the skin thing as well if we're talking about designs um we oh, might yeah. as well we may as well just talk sure. about this why not um lucas can you bring this up for everybody playing at home so for our audio only listeners what i'm bringing up is a piece of news uh valve launched a one million dollar workshop contest and basically it's called dreams and nightmares you can head over to they have a page for it um where basically you're submitting skins and they're going to pick 10 winners. Each of the winners are going to be winning 100,000. You can collaborate with other people to make these skins and whatever. Um, it's set it to begin today and you have until the 21st of October. So, guys, if you want to use your noggins, right, use your heads, the 21st of October, right, and then it's going to be chosen by the 21st of November, if you use your head, that would probably tell you that the next big operation we're going to have is probably around Christmas time or early next year, right? Use your heads. They're giving you clues. They're giving you clues. So uh, if you want to enter that or if you're interested or if you have a friend or something like that who likes to do this shit, head on over there. They say you can edit. I think they're saying you can edit current designs. Did you guys read yeah. into this yeah, at yeah. all? Yeah, adapt, adapt like whatever is uh, already in the game. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. 
um, have a little bit of a look. I know there were some people complaining about this because they were like, oh, well, when you normally get a skin in the thing, you get like the revenue like over time for opening the skins. Um, but here's what I'm going to say. You get to enter a competition for free where you could win $100,000. For, uh, for everyone that you get in, actually. You could, you could get even more in. So I get it. It's not the same system that maybe you used to. But Valve are going to give you a hundred thousand dollars, okay? A hundred grand. Cool. I'm glad we covered that. You're going to get taxed off the wazoo because it's America, but anyway, enjoy that. Cologne, finish. We enjoyed it. We had a good time. Navi won. Gambit didn't. Is that the news? That's not really the news. Uh, all right, Striker. How did you feel? What what were, what were your general takeaways from IEM Cologne 2021? Well, we had a show after the groups, right? And we've uh, so we're going to do the whole thing regardless, okay. right? Fair we'll enough. do the whole thing regardless, but yeah, we'll do a bit more focus on the playoffs. But just in terms sure. of actually getting the event, all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it's it. I feel like it's been the, the event that I watched the most of in a long time. Okay, and I still watch like a decent watch like a decent amount of the online events, but obviously not not like the full uh, full of it. I try to watch even like multiple streams at the same time during Cologne when there were multiple matches going on. Obviously, that's not the best way to watch matches, but just something that I wanted to do whenever. Uh, whenever it was possible so just in general had a lot more interest in the in the tournament so obviously like the land return worked like the whole narrative worked for me i was definitely more excited about the about the event and kind of like about the storylines going into it and all of that uh definitely had me going okay uh prof you got any any journal takeaways anything that, that no, really I hit in home I, I think that's the kind of similar vibe it's just like all of the storylines kind of came together everything was exciting you know all of this small small pieces from kerrigan's interviews to whatever land return for astralis uh can they do it navi the gambit every, everything was like just exciting and, and it delivered most of the matches delivered as well maybe the navi phase one didn't but other than that the playoffs were pretty good to watch uh, the grand final was great three very close maps everything a man can wish for right so that's it what did you guys make of the trophy ceremony being outside? I know that there was a lot of cringe lords on Reddit who were like, oh, it's so weird that they're outside and random people who, who don't know what they're doing are watching them, right? Where, where else you want them to do it? In the hotel where they have to wear masks and fucking also lift a trolley spring, in a ballroom. <laughs> and then we have to play a fucking dry cleaning bill, you fucking... But like, for me, when I read those comments, I was like, are you guys like, what, what world are we living in right now? Do we I live in the same universe or... The most important part is probably the Nico drinking champagne meme, which is just like the the, the best one uh, that that I've seen in a long time, where he's just like like the doubting the the massive bottle of champagne. I think that's a that's like a really good one. So I'm I'm all for that. I, I just want to let people know, right? That spot there in the Hyatt, which is other than the hotel that that I stayed in for the last year, that ESL like fucking forked out trillions of dollars for us to stay in to do broadcast from. The Hyatt is like the best hotel with the best view. Like yeah, that view of, of the cathedral of the yeah. cathedral, and there you have the limestone steps and the bridge and all that kind. Of, that is the fucking prime time real estate spot. That is such a banging spot. Like I think that's fucking awesome. Like I thought it was awesome that they did it there. I think it was really cool. Um, I think like we did seem to have, um, I don't know. It felt like a little bit longer delays. I don't know, but like, like, do you think it was length of games or like break? I know that I know that what happened was from the playoffs 
and the group stage the group stage there was a lot more booths so they could move the teams around so like you were ready right there still has to be a set amount of time between end of game and start of game but i know that when we moved it into the playoffs they were only having certain booths used so i think they they packed up the other ones for i don't know i'm kind of talking about ask here a little bit but that's why we had longer changeover times so that right there i think it didn't feel that much longer but i think the games like we'll get the games were running over again but did it I mean, to be fair, we had, had a matches. lot of overtimes. We had yeah. shitloads of overtimes this tournament. Like, we had almost like a... Uh, we had something like 23, I think, was the final number or something like that. 21, maybe, mm. of overtimes, which is way, way above, like, any other events uh, in, in recent times. So, it's... Um, that's kind of goes hand in hand, obviously. And um, if you have so many close matches... I know people will say, oh, like, recently, we've had so many over... So many much closer matches. I'm not entirely sure that the stats actually support that. But uh, either way, this tournament, it obviously was... In, in general, much longer matches on average. What other what other like points like that did we hear? I'm just trying to reflect. We obviously had that whole discussion. We're not going to get into it now. I think we're going to the next show we do. We're going to reflect on on those things, and we'll be asking the people in our community to help us narrow down those topics. But were there any other topics like that that cropped up that we that we missed? Like, was there anything that what you know anything Except that was length, major? I don't really think uh, much much happened it was just about like online onliner teams long games and that's it viewership blah blah and the end the end the grand final had amazing viewership so it was like eight hundred thousand or something right oh the yeah. shroud coast stream did you guys oh. into any oh, of yeah. that? no i actually no. didn't um i wanted to at some point but i just forgot about it entirely during the during the final so i just um uh, i just yeah forgot about it i've watched shroud coast stream some of the valorant stuff before just and and the thing is i think like obviously it's more like um i think what that offers to people i think shroud co-streaming like people that know that i've been vocal about the co-streaming stuff before i think having shroud do it somebody whose audience is not just counter-strike people right shroud has i i watch shroud play PUBG. he owns people i watch like shroud's a natural gamer right so he's has that kind of a user base so having him bring in his fan base is showing people counter-strike who maybe wouldn't so i think that's kind of cool um but yeah, obviously I couldn't watch it. Obviously I didn't, I didn't get to see that. And it was interesting how it came about. So um, yeah, I, it, inter interesting, interesting. There was, yeah, all right. I, what else did they do? There's a couple of trailers. Did you, what did you guys think of my uh, my uh, script for the- The um, the, Wizard the, wi of the Wizard of Land. The Wizard of Land was pretty pretty funny, I have to say. Unexpected, I didn't know where I was, what was going on at the time, <laughs> I, where it I was going. Me, it had me watching the entire time, so that tells you that tells <laughs> you, you did a good job. And then Moses showed up, and I'm like, oh, amazing. Yeah, this is this is very funny. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that. Uh, and there, there's that nice uh, playoff preview trailer that they did, but that also like included that absolutely not rememberable shroud um highlight, which no one, no, no one remembers, really. And the, at the point, it was kind of obvious that something was going on with shroud it's like they had to put it in there yeah i don't know how that came about i don't know if they coincide at all i can find out i know what you say it does seem a little bit fishy right yeah right <laughs> but i don't know i don't i because i i saw like a, a preview of that like a, a week or two two weeks before the event like of what they were working on i think maybe it's a week and a half i don't know exactly so maybe i don't know you're right in terms of the grandeur of all the other plays there it didn't quite it wasn't the same level, but I don't know. Maybe it was because of the casting. Uh, the casting. I don't remember the casting moment for that actually. Ah, uh, but maybe it just didn't have that. That event didn't have some great moments in terms of highlights. I don't know. Who knows? Sure. Okay. Uh, oh, someone's messaged me. Hold up. 
Uh, nothing to do with the Shroud thing. It was just a play in 2017. There you go. There we go. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, that just came through on my phone oh, right then. Confirmed right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I, I don't know if the guy who messaged me that wants me to shout it out, but <laughs> I'm sure he'll message anyway if he, if he says I, it's fine. By, by the way, like while that uh, that sketch was going on, I I noticed you were allowed to swear at that one, which is uh, which was a refreshing thing. So you you fucked up the or like I don't know if it was an actual fuck up, and you played on that uh, in the in like the song whatever rehearsal type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you actually fucked it up and you just ended up rolling with it or. Uh, but I liked I, I liked that uh, you had a you had a bit of an F bomb in there. So so that there. So the guy who uh, at ESL works on all that stuff, Frank is his name. Uh, FGW who or FGWHO on Twitter. Um, it, Frank and I worked on the script together, um, and then we had Chloe. Obviously, she's done a whole bunch of the animation stuff for that. They've had her do all of those, and she came up like with the like all the animations for it, but. The song, like I kind of crowbarred the song in there. I was like, let's just do this fucking song. And then me and Rush are sitting in the recording booth doing it one day, and I actually fucked it up. Like we're sitting, <laughs> and that's an actual, like an, an actual fuck up. So I didn't. But know, I like, had a, yeah. They just included it, right? So that, that like was kind of cool. Um, all right, enough sucking my own dick right now. Let's um, let's let's move forward. So reflecting on a couple of the big takeaways, let's start with simple. Can we start with simple? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so. I kind of want to I kind of want to frame this for everybody at home because this is a conversation that happens a lot, right? It's a conversation that you want to have with your mates out of the pub and you're obviously not at the pub because we're all locked inside. But you know, in 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 your team speak while you're playing face it, you argue with a guy in the forums, you know, you're getting stuck into the other men's, right? About like who the greatest Counter-Strike player of all time is, right? And there's lots of different criteria. Maybe you're Danish and you like device, so you use the majors and the fact that he played in that team that won all those trophies and all those MVPs. Maybe you like the fact that Zywoo's come from like seemingly nowhere and then he's won two back-to-back -back HLTV world number ones. Or maybe, or maybe you're crazy like me and you just fucking think Simple is the greatest player to ever touch the mouse and keyboard and just does shit you've never seen before, right? Where do you boys land on this, right? Because for me... I Simple is yeah. my goat. I think so. I think skill wise, I would agree with that. I don't know if like, um, yeah, if I'd agree with that in general, like impact wise on his team and stuff like that every time. But like, I think skill wise, I don't think there's a question. I think Zai was an incredibly skilled player, I'm sure. But it's more like the consistency that he did does it with, and kind of like the the reliability of him, right? But generally, like peak wise, I think Simple is better. Yeah, what do you think Prof? I think like it all came comes down to how you how you frame the discussion for the like greatest of all time if if you're talking about who accomplished the most in terms of trophies then it goes to device right uh for now at least and uh, still in, in terms of mvps he still has number wise he has more it doesn't mean that uh devices mvps were more convincing or more important tournaments or bigger tournaments right uh just in in just in the amount of them he is in front. So maybe you can lean towards device in that case. Um, but yeah, if, if we're talking just like raw capability on the server, and I think just like how fun it is to watch uh, to watch him play when he plays that well, I think it, it goes to simple, right? So I'm not I'm not set either way. It just depends how you how you frame the discussion. That's the main thing. Yeah, you can use any criteria you want yeah. right, to just like, and that's the thing. That's the cool thing about this conversation, guys. Like it's and, and here's the better thing. The fact that we have so many amazing players all playing in the same era as one another that we get to even have this debate. You know what I mean? Like it would suck if we were right now having the conversation 
like is is simple better than get right or like you know you can argue like the 1.6 days like neo and forest whatever right you can do that kind of stuff but it's kind of like the michael jordan versus lebron thing like no one's ever going to win that conversation you guys can fucking argue to the cows come home about that stuff um the form that we saw on display here striker is unusual right that he's he's like <laughs> even you know what i mean unusual, that's what yes. i mean yeah yeah, it's beyond his beyond his own standards. I feel like uh, I don't know how it ended up ranking in his own kind of performances, but I know it was very high up uh, in terms of uh, in terms of those even. So like, it's just something that pretty much only simple can do. I feel like right, this is maybe like you can put Zaiwo in that same conversation, but it's like nobody else can do this. Like literally nobody else. It's impossible for anybody else. It's just unimaginable. So I think yeah, it was just incredible that it we just ha- it happened on back online. I'm not sure if that's what kind of brought it on because that's obviously a big factor for a lot of people. People think like the overtimes and the number of aces are kind of like a byproduct of us going to line and everybody being a little bit more focused and excited and whatever that that has to do with uh, with individual performance. Um, I I'm down to to agree with that. I think uh, it's definitely played a part. Um, but it was just incredible that it happened all at the same time. So it's I, I love that. So, okay, let's let's bring this. Oh yeah, GoPro. Yeah, I wanted to add on to the the stats um, discussion. Like this was the sixth best big event rating of all time. So this okay. doesn't mean just like n- sh- pure numbers. Uh, one point fifty one rating. It's his second best rating of all time. One point fifty two was the Dreamhack Masters. Uh, event Marseille, yeah, which they, which actually he lost in the grand final to Astralis, to, right? To Astralis, and yeah. that spurred on Astralis's like uh, era in 2018. So, and uh, above him, it's uh, Nico and Rain from the ESL New York when they dominated everyone, and that was a smaller tournament, eight teams, not that many top teams, still a big event, but not not the same level of prestige. Forest at a Dreamhack, another Dreamhack at the Copenhagen Games, and like whatever 2013 okay. uh, which isn't even rating 2.0 so maybe that can also be kind of put on the side and i know who was the fourth and it was zaiwu uh, epicenter 2019 which is also wasn't that competitive if you look at the competitiveness of those like six events it's definitely the dreamhack marseille 2018 and nesl one cologne are much more com- like significantly more competitive than than the rest Sure. Uh, this this was quite interesting with that record. Now I think Frankie's in the chat. If you hear, if you still hear Frankie, correct me if I'm wrong, because either you asked him or the boys on the desk asked him. I'm not sure which one it was about this ace record, right? Whether like he was aware of it, right? And he kind of like downplayed it. <laughs> but when he got the ace in the final, he was fucking fired. Yes, Frankie did. He was fired up. He I saw like he went from just like this to. To fuck a this was like, like a five we won. This was like a five we won. So it wasn't out of reaction to the to the round at all. No, like, there was no, no, no way. <laughs> that last kill wasn't exciting at all. It was just purely let's get that fucking gaze. I mean, he even said it after that he's that he's told the rest of the team to like just chill and he's gonna go and find, <laughs> find the fifth, right? And he found it. Like if I was on the other side, I'd just like run to B. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crater or something. Type kill, type kill in the, in, in the, in the, in the oh, console. Dear. That's that like the fact that like it's kind of fitting with the performance that he had that he broke the record and he had a couple of opportunities to do so as well. Like he had the couple of one v three opportunities and shit where like like he was fragging everybody. So yeah, simple performance obviously great, but let's now put simple to one side as difficult as it is, Prof. But Navi they won the whole event. They three o G two just like we left off in Katowice back in twenty twenty. But the team 
I don't want to say like back then they they bulldozed them, right? This time yeah. they didn't bulldoze them, but it it felt different, right? Like it, it Navi look a bit different right now, like in a good way. Yeah, I mean, definitely a part of it is is just bit. Bit has also been fucking amazing this tournament as a as a player that just came into the not just came in but recently came into the top t top scene and is playing on his first big big LAN. I think he had one one HLTV LAN map before for some local tournament in somewhere. Who who knows? We don't count so, that. Yeah, we don't really <laughs> count that. Does really does really matter? But obviously, he has been a a great addition. And this like fucking insane simple to that. So I think that also helps just uh, cover up any issues that they have in a team, right? This stuff like that is gonna is gonna help. But they did look overall pretty good, and now they're actually showing some consistency. Uh, if we look at the last like five events that they played, uh, grand finals, won the last two, uh, one one event earlier in the year so it's looking like we can actually start to, to start to believe this navi is going to stay here i remember at the end of katowice in that 2020 and i'm making my very like you know because that navi who just bulldozed g2 i think i made a comment back then like, mm -hmm. in the death segment i was like um we got that it's like uh, navi here it's going to be like a new world order right like because like that's when it kind of seemed like astralis were going to start at least having competition and 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 like then we went into this online shit and all the conversation kind of died away but like i think it's still gonna be very competitive counter-strike coming going forward but like this level of navi I don't know how you felt about this striker, but with what Prof's saying, bit looking good, obviously electronic and simple both playing very, very well. It also makes Boomich and Perfecto look less out of place because their roles, yeah, they, sure. you know, it felt like, okay, if they fuck up, it's okay. They're allowed to because they either have a MP9 or they're doing something aggressive or they're being a bombsite anchor. Like I was actually really impressed with Perfecto in the final. He looked very calm. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, he's never really... I don't know about you, but he's never really struck me as as um, kind of a guy who would be who'd get too nervous about himself. Maybe it's just the way that he looks. Uh, it's hard to say, but it, it, he never struck me as that kind of guy. And he's not even in like necessarily pressure positions a lot of the time. He's he's relatively um, like if you think about like new crap and stuff like that. Obviously, that's not very relevant at this point. But um, but like he's just generally not in positions where he's going to get nervous a lot of the time. It's relatively straightforward the the way that he needs to play. So uh, I think. Uh, He's that. I mean, this this event has kind of like been like a combination of everybody kind of showing up together. I think electronic was the big difference. Electronic yes. and bed were, were the big difference. Like obviously, simple was even on a, on a level beyond his own. So that's something that has to be said. But at the same time, like if you have electronic at this level, at like the level that he's showed like two years in a row, where he was like top five in the ranking essentially, or like top six, then like if you have two of those players on at the same time, like you're gonna be a very hard team to beat already. And if you have a third guy like Bits, who's going to add on to that consistently, because like consistency was basically the key with Bits. He didn't have like massive performance, or maybe like a couple, but in general, like he was just there the whole time. Like he didn't have maps where he just disappeared, and that was the biggest thing. Like that's the biggest thing that we've had a problem with with Navi yes. the entire time. The if you disregard style. the play style and stuff yeah. like that, they always had two people they could rely on, but the other three. They were always on and off, right? Sometimes they would show up, sometimes they would not, and basically, like that's what would determine whether Navi could win the event or not. But if you have electronic and simple at that level, and a third guy who's consistently there, 
Like that team is very difficult to beat by anybody. It doesn't matter how good the other team is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at the moment, they don't really need to rely on like Boomich's crazy entries because that, that's how they won some of these events. I'm not saying like he won them single-handedly, but he opened up the rounds and then the rest of the team could could win win some of these rounds, which were key for them, or the Perfecto clutches, right? And we didn't even talk about any of the these two things at all during Cologne. No one talked about Perfecto's clutches. And that was the whole storyline when he came into into the team IM Katowice when he had like 10 clutches or something yeah. during the during his big first big event. Or or I think uh what what did they win when it was all about Boomich? It was I think it was either a blast or with a global challenge or something like not global challenge that was won by uh, maybe the blast blast finals the global uh, final you mean global final yeah mm -hmm. could be that so it was always about like and you look at that and like this isn't this isn't really sustainable Th this kind of a play style it's going to work sometimes sometimes not you can't really win all of your clutches that also really is it's insane it's impossible right uh so th this looks much more consistent and Bit's another one of these kids who loves sitting close to the screen, like Rob's getting locked in, you know? These fucking Zoomers. Dude, I'm trying it more now. Like, I'm getting there, and I'm just, like, holding angles like this. I'm like, how the fuck do they do this? I can only see pixels. But they're making it work. Um, so they had uh, just, if you just look at the overall stats for the tournament, uh, Simple was number one. Dexter was number two with six maps played. Case Rudder was number three with six maps played. So you can almost take them out of the discussion. Number four was Electronic, and number five was Bit. Yeah. That's a fucking sick way to end the tournament with simple going lights out. Like that really shows you a lot there. You know what I noticed? Every time in those maps where it felt like shit was getting out of control, Blade takes a timeout, he calls some shit, and I'm not worried anymore. The team, like, they were, you know, like it felt like they were actually everything that was meant to be working was working. I don't want to overblow this. I don't want to be like, this is they're going to be super. I think we're going to go into a very competitive era of Counter-Strike and especially with this up and down nature of the online stuff. But this is the Navi we wanted to see. And we get uh, it. There's also a good stat. Like I, I felt like this was, this was the thing, but I wanted to check it. T-side win rate, 63%. This is like very, very strong from Navi. Second best team at the event, complexity with five mats, 52%. And all of the teams are like under that. Most of them are under 50% of T-side win rate. So if you're winning on the T-side, that also is kind of a good sign for me that that the team knows what they're doing. Mm. So, uh, like, I didn't think that there was anything crazy about their T-sides, right? It didn't feel like there was any, like, they weren't. But, like, I feel like they would be able to isolate fights really consistently. Like, it just, it, it and they went, it felt like most rounds they had a plan. I don't know. I might have to go back and rewatch some of the games, obviously, to get the get the full picture of things. Um, okay, let's definitely not the phase T sides. There's a difference no. between the phase T sides <laughs> and, and these Navi T sides. Do we want to pivot to G two or do you want to jump on the phase? I don't I mind guess where we let's go. Let's go let's G two. Let's go G two. Okay. I agree with that. The runners up for everybody playing at home was G two. If you missed it, well, they uh, they lost again. Now, same situation. G two. I am Katowice, Grand Final 2020. They got owned. Then this time round, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna be kind, they didn't get owned. The scorelines were 16-11, 16-14, and 16-13. And that nuke, that nuke that should have gone their way. That nuke crown, man. Did you go back and check what I happened did. there? Because I didn't. I did. So what happened was just like give it give a, a bit of context okay. so people people so what probably was the forgot. Score line? It was probably it was like, like 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 or 12, 13 or something yeah, like that. Something yeah. It, and Navi, uh, Simple had shitloads of cash, right? And and he bought an AWP. And here's me going, all right, so everyone else has USPs. 
They just have to stay alive and let Simple work the orb. Simple goes outside, he takes a shot, they know the orb's in play. So G2 are like, oh, fuck. So they're going back through lobby, they sell an outside fake. Simple, of course, what he does, instead of taking the orb to ramp or something, or playing heaven, he goes, drops topside and goes in the hut with the AWP. G2 are able to get past him and get like get some territory. He kills Nexa. Simple kills Nexa, but G2, they look like they're taking space, they're making ground, getting towards the lower bomb site, but time's starting to become an issue. I'm pretty sure Perfecto got Nexa's AK. So now we're in the lower bomb site. G2 are coming into the lower site. There's nobody actually in the site. Simple drops vent, comes decon side. Hunter's in the site trying to plant opposite to decon side. While that's happening, Perfecto comes down, kills a guy window side who could have secured the whole thing in the little doorway. Meanwhile, what we didn't catch was Electronic coming down ramp with a USP only. We've got like five or six seconds left. Hunter's planting. Electronic shooting Hunter. Hunter has to stop. Kills Electronic at ramp. Then after Perfecto kills the door guy, Hunter can't go anywhere. If he swings, simple orps in. So Perfecto just opens the door, kills Hunter. The bomb doesn't go down and the round's lost. And at that point, it's all over, right? It's all over. I'm pretty sure the score at that point was 13-14. It was 13-13 and then it became 13-14. And then at that point, G2 had two timeouts left. They didn't take their timeouts. They kind of rushed the next two rounds and that was it. Like it, it, it wasn't it? It was Hunter planting, wasn't it? They said yeah, Jax was planting. I'm pretty it sure Hunter. it was Hunter planting. Um, Hunter. Yeah, it was Hunter. I'm pretty sure it was Hunter. But regardless, it doesn't really matter. Um, but the it was actually electronic, which forced them to stop the plant, okay. which then gave Perfecto time to get the kill, then open the door and get the other kill, right? So it, it, it like afterwards, I, I don't know. I I was like, I felt heartbroken for them. I, I was like breathing heavily. Like I caught myself, I could because I could hear my own voice when we cast. I could hear myself breathing into the mic. I was like, dude, fucking get a hold of yourself. You're not even playing. <laughs> but that right there was the heartbreaker, right? And the other maps were close too. Like Mirage 16, 14, 8, 7, 8, 7. Like, you, you're not getting close to that. I think all of the first halves in or every single one of these were 8, 7. Yeah. Like, what and it we... was also followed like the same kind of, if, if you think about it, it was always kind of like Navi taking taking the 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 first blood, right? Just getting like to, off to an early lead and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, G2 are kind of looking fucked. And then they just like suddenly have a big run, right? Then they yeah. come back into the first half. They make a series. They make a map out of it, right? And that was kind of like the same thing. Pretty much every map. It was the same shit on Nuke. Like, I remember Prof, you were talking about how Nico was like, oh yeah, we needed a better start on Nuke to uh, to to turn this around, right? And they start with like 0-5 down on Nuke. Or like yeah. it was the second round. I don't remember exactly. I think the five first rounds of the th all three maps, when you add them together, it was like 14-1 for Navi. Oh. So, yeah. So it was definitely not the start you want if you you're definitely the underdog in the in the match like you don't want to start down every fucking map and have to claw your back or way back in it's not even like a 2-0-3-0 you know and then you win the first gun round it's like you lose the first gun round as well and then you win the second gun round uh so even when we just started on dust 2 early on I, it really felt like okay this is just going to be a stomp but I was kind of impressed by how G2 got back into it. And like, okay, this is going to be a map. In the end, 16-11, it felt closer. And I felt, I think it was pretty close in the end. But just like the key rounds went Navi's way. And, and it was just like every every map was like that. They won the won the key rounds. And it even wasn't that big of a simple show in the grand final. Like, yeah, aside from, not at all. Aside from, aside from Dust2, it was like the, the whole team was performing, actually. I, I think here are some takeaways. Nico was kind of missing for map one. 
Yeah, I think that's the difference maker there. I think like I don't want to put it on him all, but like he had situations where he could have locked down rounds, and that would have made the difference. Where at least it would have gone like another sixteen, fourteen. Like there were like two rounds where he just like missed, missed essentially like duels that he in normal form he would have always won. Like there's yeah. no way, there's no way he doesn't. So like he def that was definitely a difference maker. Uh, obviously, like they still lost in the next two maps. Like they even if they they were more competitive on Dust Two, like it would have still been the same. But it definitely could have been a little bit closer on Dust Two if he was on as well. I, I had I said it during the cast. This stat line got fed to me uh, that Nico didn't have a multi kill at all in map number one. I don't know if that changed by the end of it. I, think I don't it think so. Cool. I think and, I think he didn't. And I hate doing stuff like that. Yeah, I hate crazy. doing that because I like I don't like putting players on blast. But like it's Nico who's meant to be the star. It of is the a storyline, man. Like yeah. it, it is a narrative that you need to need to uh, focus on for sure. So like how like bringing that up, uh, like if he's there in even you know 25 percent more form than he was in that map then who knows what that score like maybe they maybe now he's to win but it, you know a couple of those rounds could be a little bit different um mirage it was only nico like the first three rounds of mirage i was like pack it up boys go now just beat the traffic like it looked like a shit show and then nico got like a lot of kills with the ak and the next got an ace and then things started coming back into it for him but um this is this is the thing like it was a good showing from G2. I think we all agree with that, right? This was a good showing. It's been more convincing. They've been stepping, 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 stepping. But do we think this level of Navi can they actually be pushed by this G2 at better form? Because Amanek has been filling a very good role, but he's never going to be a star orper. So that means that Hunter and Nico can never go missing. They can never go missing. They have to both be there. Jack's did his job in parts and other parts was having I mean, rough. he bailed them out for a lot like on late nuke, on nuke, did, yeah, yeah yep. late, late on nuke it was basically him that made it that made it look like it was going to go g2's way at least so he had, he had moments but you, you're right like that's not going to be a consistent way for them to win Jax is always going to be the front guy who's always like who's obviously sometimes going to get these like multi kills but it's not something that you can rely on so i i agree with that assessment i thought so like if you look if you compare those two teams you wouldn't think it could be close uh, to be fair so let's let's put it this way, Prof. How much money would you spend right now if you were Carlos to buy Zywood from Vitaly? <laughs> how much? What is that worth? Do you reckon? I'd pay two million right now. I mean, that would actually. I mean, it would be nice if you had that money, right? Oh yeah, but uh, Carlos does. Or oh, well, G two does. Let me put maybe. it that way. G two does. I think like. Uh, because this isn't about like winning tournaments, right? So it's how, how do I know how much it's worth? It's, it's about the brand. It's about selling shit, and th that part I don't do not know. But I think that is just Amonek minus Amonek plus Zaiwu. Do you think like that instantly makes them the best team in the world? I don't know if it instantly makes them the best team in the world. People talk about language issues. But they still have Jacks. Remember that. I just want to make sure that one's out there. <laughs> I don't know if it instantly makes them the best team in the world. But now, I've, the worst thing me... I don't I don't think I don't think they're the number one team across the next two years. I don't think they're the best team in the world still. So what are they missing? Do you think? Oh, here's another problem I want to put you away. This team is pretty old. There was not a single member in Navi who is older than the youngest member of G2. Who's the youngest? Nexa. Nexa and Nico, 24. Okay. Simple's the oldest at 23. Jax is 29. Amanek so, is 27. Just talking about... Well, Amanek's also an uh, old boy. Yeah. Um, Amanek in the grand final, uh, despite him being just like, uh, support up, whatever, I don't think that was 
that wasn't great for him. Like that was not a great showing. And it also reminds me, I know that the last Katowice, they just got blown out on land, but I think he was probably maybe, maybe the one that struggled the most in that match. And then here again, he didn't really show up. So even if they play bad, I think he needs to do more despite all of the limitations, like him not being a primary opera, uh, historically, uh, doing a lot of things for the team, maybe running in with a Mac 10 here and there, but he was really missing some of these, not even multi kill rounds, just like single kill rounds when you have like a 50 50, a 60 40 in your, your favor, and you still don't get, get the kill. I felt like that was, that was, uh, also a factor missing for G2 in this grand final. So like, because it's been a, a, a progression for G2, right? Like it's been a progression to this point. How much more do we think they have to give? Like, I'm not trying to condemn them. I'm not trying to do any of that. But, like, is G2 going to be the one in the grand final all the time? Or are they just keeping the seat warm for Gamba until they get their issues out of the way that we saw at this event? Like, those are, those, like, these are some of the questions. Like, are G2 actually the second best, like, like long-term projected? Because I don't know. I haven't I given this a lot of thought. I, the way I see G2 is, like, a more consistent phase, essentially. From a not just a stylistical point of view, I think uh, obviously there's some some similarities there. They both play kind of like on individuals, right? But like the way that phase can peak, if they have everybody kind of like turning on at the same time, I think this this G two can do that too, and actually win tournaments off that. But obviously, like if you're up against this Navi, like the individuals are not gonna it's not gonna be the thing that's gonna push you over the line. You just have to be a better team at that point because Navi just Navi you don't you don't beat Navi's individuals if they're on this kind of form. So uh, that's kind of like the biggest problem for me. I think they they have the team to peak at times, but they're not just not going to be the consistent team that is always going to be in finals, always competing for titles. They're just like going to have these moments where, like at the right time, they'll just go go into the final, have a chance there, and that's it. Okay, so that's that right there is not something you can take to the bank, right? Like them, like you're right. They might win a trophy. Like they they definitely could. There's there's no reason they couldn't. But it's like if if you wanted to get the most optimal G two. I don't know. I like I'm can I thought some of their T sides looked really clean and they were like especially against like Big on Mirage, for example. I reflect on that game. That's a group stage game, but they just owned Big on Mirage. It was like 14 1 T half. Um By the way, do you do you remember how I said like that G2 haven't fucked up anything yet? That yeah. th there's always a fuck up from G2 at an event, right? And I, I, as much as it didn't necessarily happen this event at all, like at least not to the same level that we were kind of used to it from them. They still had very messy sides. Like, for example, like if you think about the Astralis series, like the first, oh, at yeah. first, like obviously they went, <laughs> they went, they went from uh, on Nuke, they went from like kind of like a worrying start where it was like a force buys back and forth or something like that. Really weird rounds where they just got bailed out by like timings on taking taking out the bomb or something like that, and that obviously turned into like a massive dominance. So that wasn't really the issue. But then like the the Dust Two win was super messy. Like the Dust Two T side was super messy, and uh, from what I remember on Inferno, it was kind of like they really got bailed out by timings and individual plays, like really bailed out towards the end. It was that two v four on from Pit from Hunter and Nico that pretty much like turned it around for them. They should have lost that Inferno decider, I think, if that didn't sure. happen. So it's another just like, 16 14. Yeah, exactly. Like they were very close to losing that series, so and and only won it because of like some I think pretty lucky timings. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they had reads that uh, that kind of like played into their way. 
but from what I saw, it, it seemed to me like they kind of got a, got away with uh, with murder there. So it's definitely not been the most convincing performance, even if uh, even if the final was actually good. So that's kind of like what I'm uh, how I'm looking at it. Like they, they they'll never look clean an entire tournament through. Like it seems like. Uh, you sound like you're more like not disillusioned, but more like on the fence about them than I am. Like I was quite on the fence about them before, and I'm more converted now. Off, like I'm with you. No, I, Some no, of the stuff I, was I'm messy. just saying. Sure. Yeah. No, no. I'm like I'm I'm with you. I think we're like in the same spot. It's just sure. like I I went I was like this way, and you were maybe this way, and now we're like meeting closer in the middle. Pretty much. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the um, thing is, like I I never like I always thought I always said that like I can't. I can't predict G2 to win tournaments. Like it's just impossible to do it. Like first of all, they haven't done it in like two years. That's what that's one factor that just goes against them in any sort of prediction when it comes to title chances, right? Uh, but just if you look at them stylistically, like they were never a consistent team. Like hmm. like this past couple of events is the first time they've had any sort of consistent results over a larger period of time, and that's like that's never happened with G2 in the past if you think about it. So like this is kind of the way. This is the first time where they didn't. Where they looked actually looked somewhat consistent through a tournament, but there were still those messy halves that uh, that I spotted. So, sure, there's a step towards the right direction, but I think you're right in the in the op discussion where it just like it doesn't seem like you can play CS without a star opper at this uh, in this meta. So that's kind of like that's always going to be something they're going to go up against. Carlos, I love Amanek as much as you do, mate. I think it's great. I think what he's done and picked up and done for the team, and he's had some really good showings. And you can even keep him. Get Zywood. If your pockets are deep enough and you can you can buy Zywu, get Zywu. I would love to see that. Just I'm not powers. even sure two million would cut it, man. Make it make it three. Who cares? <laughs> just do it. Just it's just money, you know. Just do it. All right, um, prop. I'm gonna Mon throw. Yeah, yeah, money doesn't buy happiness. So yeah. buy Zywu. That's <laughs> the second best thing. I reckon. I reckon if they get. I reckon if they get Zywu, right, they'll lose three one. So it's a step in the right direction, right? They're getting there. Alex in chat just said that nobody has pockets deep enough to buy Zywood. That is probably true. Yeah, I, that wouldn't. I, if if I was Vitality, especially in today's time, I'm not letting go of Zywood. That's a fucking franchise player for the next five years. Imagine, right? like, just imagine Vitality losing Zywood. You can just like put a put a lock in it. Just leave, yeah, yeah. I want to throw. And he also extended his contract, by the way, not not that long ago for like four. What was it? Five years. Five Alex years. Just I think said it was. Right? We're talking ten to fifteen million. That would be okay. insane. Yeah, so I don't, think, that, I don't think that's realistic, but then again, like he has like one of the longest contracts of any player at this point, yeah. I think, even if you consider simple and those because those guys. So only Could four have. and a half years still to go. So nice. Get the counter going. Lucas, put a counter up. Uh all right, Astralis. I'm gonna throw you the Astralis uh, hand grenade here, prof. Is this the last time we see this roster together? Um the hand grenade, right? Uh last time? No. No, definitely. I don't think it's the last time. Um, Wait, with it, the with the constellation of the five players that they have right now, you mean? I think I think we still see these five players for some time. I don't in think the, it's in this team. In this team, yes. You but, think it's going to happen? You think they're going to change during the player break? Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, I know that. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we, uh, oh, come on now. Come on. No, now. I don't think anyone is leaving. Now. I don't think anyone is leaving now. Okay, so they're adding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That could that could be a thing. Okay. No, but seriously, uh it's just it's just a major. It's armor points. That's the biggest problem right now. And it, it's not like uh it's not like they have to have to sell 
and it's not like their contracts are going out now it's in six months right at the end of the year so probably gonna keep keep the players so like do we want to talk about their performance at the event or do we just want to talk about them in the roster rumors when we get later because we can bookmark them and do them later like we could just say yep they did good it was competitive they showed that they have some fighting spirit we can fucking tick all those boxes and we can like move on or we can sit here and, and dive into it but i think we'd all agree that the way that they won was clutches individual plays performances from individuals that we haven't seen in a long time and the fight right they had they had the fight in them they weren't there to fuck no. around they like that that's it that's and it's it's good like don't get me wrong Astralis fans Danes, Danes, don't get me wrong i'm with you here it was great to see but there's not a lot to dive into in terms of nuance or evolving the meta or glaive coming up with some crazy new strats yeah I mean, I'd give them credit for doing a little, doing better in the playoffs than I thought they would have, especially after, after the way that they, maybe even should have lost to Virtus Pro, or at least there was it was very close on the first two maps, right? Like I thought there was no chance that they would even have a chance to beat G two, but obviously it went to three maps, sixteen fourteen on Inferno, on a map where they possibly maybe even should have won if they converted that four v two. So uh, definitely, I mean, they deserve some credit for that for sure because it's like they just performed way better than I would have expected even beyond the group stage performance. So, um, yeah, props to them for that, at least. Yeah. Prof, you got anything you want to say about Astralis? Uh, not on from the from the actual, what we saw at the event. I don't know. Not really. Like, okay. we all know what happened. They played better than we expected. But I mean, we just know that there's some, there has to be some stuff coming, right? Because of the uh, constant references to them lacking an opera and stuff like that. And them literally just changing to Glaive essentially. Like at first, it kind of looked like it was going to be like Dupree CT side, Glaive T side, but it's like it turned kind of into just Glaive most of the time. And then yeah. sometimes Dupree would pick it up. So yeah. it's just, it's obviously like they're, they're in flux when it comes to that position. And it's obvious that they have to, they have to solve it in a different way than just throwing it around people that they already have, right? They just have to get somebody else. So, um, and they've referred to that essentially already. So, that's just I, kind of like the, the way that it goes. I don't know what you're talking about. Like after the event, there was this interview with Glaive <laughs> on uh, this website. I don't know if you heard about Astralis.gg. Uh, and from what I read there, oh, everything okay. everything was fine. He was very optimistic about the team's future. Uh, and there are no problems, essentially. And they did uh, essentially what was expected, making top four, as Astralis always do. So I, I have no idea what you're referring to, like some op missing no 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 clue what's going well, on well uh, that's the that's the article that gets circulated to the shareholders <laughs> yeah so you have to have that you have to have that one circulated to the shareholders or uh or, or you you know you you pump them to, the actual news yeah put the right spin on that right yeah. yeah um so let's talk about we've got we've got a couple here now we need guys we need to do phase justice because the phase fanboys out there are some of the scariest fans known to man um so we need to make sure that we suck all of their dicks so like how many can you fit in your mouth striker do you want to pick a couple <laughs> i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna grace that with an answer man i, I have to say that the phase where surprisingly looking i don't know how to call it to be honest like they weren't looking super polished i'm not gonna say that because i, I don't think that's necessarily true mm. uh because obviously like there was that Kind of like Kerrigan even referred to him kind of being a little bit desperate in some of those some of those early moves and stuff like that. And they got bailed out of those a couple of times. So it's it's definitely not like this is like a phase that we should expect every event from now, but it's definitely like a step in the right direction compared to where they were just a couple of weeks ago, right? So like from that point of view, I think them beating Gambit is like way beyond anybody's expect expectations. Like that's kind of crazy that that happened, especially in the way that they did it, because like they came back 
so much on on ancient and and even later on. So it's um, yeah, one hundred percent beyond expectations. I don't even know what to take of take from that. Aside from like, I don't even know where exactly they improved to get to this position. To be honest, well, let's let's take the Navi series because we don't even need to talk about that one, right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, that, I that was think... like a, I felt like that was kind of like a delayed reality check for Phase. I thought it was, I thought this was going to happen in the Gambit series. Essentially, what happened to them in the Navi, and that's why I feel better about Phase now because they beat Gambit. Gambit that sure didn't look like the world beaters that they were before, but they were still a very solid team if you look at how they how they played beforehand, even in, in the G two series that they lost. So, like in general, that series kind of sold me that this is not just a, a one time thing from Phase, and they're just going to go back to short shit results online. But obviously, like the Navi series, just kind of put them back in the place where we thought it would would uh, they would be against Gambit. Well, that's true because Prof. I don't know if you know this, but Phase's dominance, if not for losses to Navi, Australis, Fury, being G two Phase, would have had a thirteen match win streak. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So shout yeah. out to Lanza Padilla from Reddit for that one. That was that was quite funny. But we obviously need to, I, I guess, focus in on the Gambit one, right, Prof? Because yeah. that series right there, it was entertaining it had the narrative right it had everything we wanted gambit can they do it against the laners you know the veterans of olaf rain carrigan we know that twist is a fucking big boy in land and brokey he kind of just like ushered himself into that conversation because he's got the phase tag on right but and he was the best performer in in the server um but that one right there right like just to recap it for people at home maybe mr ancient we saw that come out and it was like oh shit phase they're picking the newest map right and then it was like well there's no experience to have on this one but they still won 16 13 then overpass was the slog gambit kind of shown that they could get through in the overtime 22 20 and then inferno was 69 and phase kind of just took over with the with a strong t half but what are you putting that down to more to f and, and remember the phase fanboys more to phase playing well or gambit not playing well or Don't a little bit of both all of the phase fanboys reminded me of what i said on the show during the week <laughs> <laughs> uh especially after that game but the game uh what did you say what is this is this a clip from the show yes again but it's gonna be 16 5 16 6 haha this didn't happen so shout out to those guys for boosting my interactions on twitter um yeah uh what to say i think it just proved that the, the narrative worked out for for phase what we we're talking about just getting actually the biggest what i was most uh, impressed by from phase was that comeback from 11 one on uh, on ancient uh, at the beginning of it because at that point you think Should this is over. It. yeah you know gambit is already running with it it's not like they're they started bad so they're choking and it's like oh straight they can't get get going against these land gods they had a great start they were confident and they managed to take away that confidence and just like brawl them out over three maps to to win the series so that that's a part that was super exciting in the end phase did show some better t sides uh this is something that kerrigan also talked about like in in the between the group stage and the playoffs that he did maybe over i guess over over pressure like finding picks and going for entries their t sides improved a bit and all of that just led to to essentially the win i think from gambit's side we did see that they're missing some of that composure that they have on uh, online um, individually, mostly. I think as a team, they still played more or less very similar. They tried to go for the same things. So not, I wasn't as disappointed as I was with Heroic, right? Uh, what we talked yeah. about on last show. Yeah, I think they played 
pretty well. I think Nafani as well individually didn't really. He's the guy that showed up the best on land. 100%. Even th even though his role is like pretty difficult as well, he didn't really fall off at all. It was like the rest of the team that didn't really do do as much as they as they usually do. Even Hobbit, who's a, like a land player, didn't didn't do the same shit that he did online over the last six months. So I think that's a difference. But in the end, I think I still think that Gambit did enough overall over this tournament that I don't think it's not like they're not a winner of I am Cologne, right? They're they shouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. But I think what they showed is enough to to show that they with a couple of more lands that they could be, you know, a top five team still. Yeah. No, I I agree with that sentiment right there. I kind of want to put a pin in this phase. Well, actually because we I mean just one more thing. Like obviously credit has to go to Garrigan for that series against Gambit especially oh, because he called he called right. an amazing series. Like that was crazy actually. And that's even against Napani who was in a in a really good individual shape, right? And still was pulling off kind of like the same lurky plays. He didn't pull them off a couple of times because he kind of got readable, I guess a, a couple like uh, yeah. the one that the one against Twists, essentially, like on Ancient, where he's going from City Spawn, he did it for like the third time in a row, so it was a little bit readable. And Twists just uh, just knew what was happening at that time. Um, so, and like there were a couple more of those situations where he kind of got read, but more from like an individual standpoint. I'm not entirely sure whether they did as a team or or whether Kerrigan just uh, just had a had a sick series. So it's just hard to say what to put that on. But Kerrigan definitely played a, a I mean, called a great series. Yeah, I think that was one of the positives there. And they definitely identified a lot of the things that Gambit have been doing uh, and, and how to, to turn those into weaknesses. For example, over-rotations was something that um, was a big takeaway for me in the G2 series because it left gaps where there were big flanks and all that kind of stuff coming through, right? Uh, the, like the Amanek one on Mirage, you guys might remember, where he came through the Tech 9. I think he got two kills in the back or some shit as they were rotating to B. Yeah. Um, but also, Carrigan made sure that he had two guys because on overpass, I know they lost the map, but we could use that as an example. Gambit posture forward on the CT side with Shiro and Axile, but then they dropped back almost immediately. Late rounds, he was making sure, Carrigan was making sure that they were executing on a site A with like Twist and Rain, I think it was, but ready to hit B because Nafani was just getting pulled across the map. He could never read which side it was going to be. So Inters and Hobbit were on their own. Or when Nafani didn't gamble and go bite the fake, well, then they ended up going A, right? Um, like I think Carrigan, those were really quite nice, the way that he was going about those. And then Inferno, just how quick they were to like make those plays. Like their executes were really quick. They were happy to punish when the three-man B execs came in or if they identified where Shiro's AWP were, they knew what side of the map that they could punish. And they just swarmed a lot of these tendencies of Gambit. And obviously, when nobody's making plays and nobody's making multi-kills for Gambit, that really hurts. So couple of couple of little dramas there. Or maybe not dramas. Maybe it's good that people finally exploited that shit, right? Uh, oh, hold up. I think we have some breaking yeah, news coming through. I was going to say. Should we, should we do that? Should yeah, we can, yeah let's, we let's, the... let's get into that. All right, it'll be in the late. That'll be in the fucking in the in the shit later. Hold up, let's not. Let's we'll get to it in a second. Chat was just going. Oh, nuts. Okay, fine. I know we should, but, but it's but complexity we... bench rush, and we we will talk about it yeah. when we finish with I am Cologne. Right, it makes sense because that's right, it. Our fine. next conversation. Yeah, we'll just fine, we'll just yeah. stick with the order. Um, but yeah, I I think like Gambit had a couple of weaknesses for me. I agree with that. Nafani being the best player, I think that Axile was still good. I I think Shiro was actually better than what I've seen of him in recent. It was like obviously. For Lan, I think Axel was probably not of his same level, um, but still good, right? Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I think Phase is calling. I think Twist and Brokey showed they're legit. Now, if this, we'll get to this in the discussion with the player break too. 
But if Olaf is getting replaced, right, that's still a, a, a rumor that's out there, and they get like, I don't know, a Rops in the future, right? Rops, Brokey, Twist. Like it starts to get really exciting, right? Like you start to really start believing in that project. That would be like the like the old phase vibe where they just like have such a stacked lineup that you can't count them out ever. Yeah, basically, I, that's like that. That's what would happen. I, I think we've touched on almost everything here. The only team from the playoffs who we haven't spoken about is VP, and I think after what we said about them last week, we probably should because we upset somebody on Reddit. They said it was unfair what we said. They didn't like it. <laughs> they didn't like what we said. They didn't like it. Um, so VP, what do we think? Right? I still don't know where to put them. I still don't know what to think completely. I still, I, I'm still a little bit lost. A little bit lost on this team. Do, do we have any? Does anybody have a a, a diagnosis? Let, let me just. Uh, I don't know what to talk about, but what I liked you... what Maniac said about it. I don't know if you remember recall his argument about Virtus Pro. I don't remember which, what day he said this on, or uh, but basically like oh, what it was here, right? It was here on the show actually. Could like the 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 issues that they have were basically hidden by the fact that they the Yekindar was in such a good form and just like the individuals kind of were in such a good form. Obviously we didn't see Yekindar in the same kind of form recently and in Clone he was better I guess but still not the same level that we've seen him see that we saw from him like earlier on this year. And so it's yeah it's still kind of shown that uh, that the those gaps at least and I feel like Maniac was right in that the issues that they had online they can't really fix right now or at least they they don't know how. Okay. Prof what do you think about it's never gonna happen, but just imagine this. Okay. Spirits rifling star mirror joining Virtus Pro. In place, of, in place of Sanji? I mean even Kicker. I think that could even work. Okay. So that would be fucking insane, but it'll never happen because CIS transfers. So I, I just had that thought. That was yeah, just a thought. Yeah, I like I don't know. Like they went in there and they they gave it a decent game right i get it was against astralis like i don't know i don't know guys i'm not so like if you said hey chad is vp a top 10 team i'll say yes you say hey chad do you think vp can consistently be in top three or four finishes in events I'll probably say no and that's that's it right that's fair that's it like yeah let's leave it there all right. And they also like seem to rely on comebacks so much. It was the same in the Astralis series. I think they were down every single every single map by quite a bit. So it's just one of those things where if you don't start well enough in, in some of these series, you're just not going to be able to win consistently. Now watch what happens after this, right? Last time we said a lot about VP. This time it's going to be, they didn't talk about VP long enough. That's so disrespectful, man. <laughs> like, how the fuck can they not talk about Virtus Pro, man? Like, like, fuck. You're saying that as if Virtus Pro has like a massive fan base, which it which There's about sense. six people who seem to give a fuck. No matter what we do, someone's going to complain. Um, anyway, Grand Slam. Prof, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, this is actually something kind of ties into the ESL Pro League being online, which is, it would be super bad. Actually, it would be absolutely trash tier if Navi won Pro League and won the, pro, like, the Grand Slam online from their bedrooms. Yes. That would be absolutely dog shit. It would be so bad. Yes. So I just hope that online Navi and Navi after the player break, they probably lose in the group stage or whatever. Someone else wins. That's all I'm hoping. That would be it would be so bad. Better for the would, story. Yeah, it would be much better for the story if it happened at a land and if someone else maybe got a win and it became like super close. Uh, but 
but yeah, they're actually close to winning uh, winning the Grand Slam. They need one more ESL DreamHack tournament, and and that's it. It doesn't have to be a big one. It can be any any of these that are coming up. All right. Uh, that's it. That's the wrap up of I am Cologne. Hope you guys all enjoyed that. We're going to go to a quick break and then we're going to talk about the tournament break. So bear with us and spam, spam some emojis in the chat. Men's see you soon. Add some fun to your space with ExtraFi, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with ExtraFi, no regrets, Guaranteed. I'm in the house. And sector clear. But there is the window. Hate this badge. I'll take the fire through the pillar. Whatever. Play with Parry Match. Parry Match. Your esports teammate. Stuck ranking up. Lost the motivation to grind. Bored of clicking heads on aim maps. Get some color into your game. Bitskins.com. Buying and selling skins made easy. Tons of payment methods and instant cash outs. Just choose your dream skins, select your preferred payment method, and start grinding again. If you want to play like the pros, you've got to look like the pros. Thank you for bearing with us. We're going to get into some breaking news here as we talk about the tournament break, which has kicked off. It started on the 19th, Monday the 19th. It's going to go all the way up until, I believe, uh, Sunday the 15th. I think that's when the player break, uh, sorry, tournament break ends. Um, guys, so just so you're aware, the tournament break doesn't mean that the players don't have to play any Counter-Strike. It means they can go for a holiday and then they have to come back and be in shape. But but then some people can play CS and then they can be in better form than these guys that took a break. So can you explain how that works? Well, that works, Prof, because individuals actually have this crazy okay, thing. Let's let's actually let's talk about it when we get to the, there's a topic. We do a topic for this, like for the We Play Academy and the yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So let's That's... let's do it. Let's do it normally. Like okay, not, okay, okay. not not idiots. Not and, being facetious. And yeah, being a little bit of a cunt. All right. Uh, okay. So Complexity Bench Rustis has just dropped. Uh, I've linked Lucas the article. You can bring it up on the screen. About a week ago, they uh, got rid of Keita, the coach, who actually subbed to my stream today. Thanks, Keita. Um, but basically, I'll read you what this says. The American has been moved to the team's inactive roster as they look to make further changes heading into the player break. Tournament break. Prof, they got it wrong. Note. Just became a senior writer and already put, putting all of that on the line with with, with words like these. Can't believe yeah. it. Um, the Dallas, da, 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 the second, da, 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 da. this is how it reads it. It says, da, 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 da. Uh, the move brings the end to the 27 year old, 20 month, 21 month long tenure uh, alongside Blame F. Um, been an absolute, this is what he says. It's been an absolute pleasure working, or someone says. That's Jason know, Lake. Jason Lake says, it's been an absolute pleasure working with Rush, and I can't state enough how impressed I was with professionalism during a very challenging time. Uh, he's an incredible person who I admire greatly and I miss him going forward. Um, he spent the majority of the last 18 months overseas in Europe. Da, 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 da. The team is Blame F, Config, Poison, JKS, with Rush inactive. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess they need a coach as well. 
Did we expect roster changes, Prof, for complexity throughout the tournament break? Uh, yes, I guess. Like, th Obviously. Th this is a theme that we kind of stopped even tracking for the last month or so, just because it felt like they're not going to be able to accomplish anything. And when the team gets to that point, what happens is a roster change, right? Or either that or like a miraculous uh, role change or something like that, or a new coach, or I don't know. But apparently they're also changing changing their coach and the player because as as we mentioned, Kita is is out. So yeah, roster change, not, not surprising at all. That it is Rush, also not that surprising, even though I think... I, I was on Rush's side before he joined this complexity team. I think like at the time I was saying that he has more to offer. I think what he offered in complexity was okay for his role. Could have could have been better, maybe, yes. But I don't think he was like a make or break in, in this team's success. That that's what I can they maybe find a better better player to upgrade and have more potentially, but I don't think this is gonna be, you know, a massive change in, in complexity. Okay. Do we expect more changes, Prof? I don't know at this. Like, oh, let, let me try again. Shh, like, not do we, but but would you like to see? Probably, uh, probably, I I do another change just because you know one change isn't going to really change the team's culture or anything. But I don't know. I don't know. Like the uh, only other player that you could maybe change now is Poison, and maybe you get a di different opera. But I don't think that either changes the the team that much i think they just need to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and uh and fix some internal problems that they probably have i'd like to see some stylistic changes i think they're pretty easy to read what do you think striker um hard to hard to say about that honestly like i don't yeah i'm not super i guess like i'm good enough with the strategic strategic side to be able to tell, I guess, but I haven't really noticed enough because I just haven't followed complexity because they haven't been making it too far into tournaments, right? So it's kind of difficult for me to judge that. Okay. Um, but in general, like if you look at it, like Rush was always the the guy, kind of like the bitch for everything, right? Like if they have a spot that they sure. need to take, it's always going to be him taking it essentially. Like it's never going to be anybody else. And their biggest problem has always been there's just basically too many stars too many egos on the team like it's just difficult to work with like that's kind of like something that they referenced a lot of the time that there's just like problems Even all with the time yeah and you have to think that there's no way rush was of that problem like there's no way rush was that big ego or whatever it was like he, was, he would have been the only way he wasn't exactly he's always been the opposite so like if you want to get an, a firepower upgrade i get it to a degree i guess even though they've been defending rush and saying that they've been doing a good job in that role um kind of like taking the bitch spots and all of that uh, and just like being the guy who tanks his stats a lot of the time i get it but like if you get another guy who has a little bit of an ego like where does that where does that take this team like that's that's my question essentially so i definitely don't see this being as the answer like maybe they're just gonna get like a super stack lineup with some some other like highly skilled player because they already have a very skilled very skilled lineup right and they're just going to become this this like massively skilled super team who's just going to take people on individually but is that going to make them any sort of consistent title contender i doubt it it's just like another those and another another one of those like phase situations where you just if you peak at the right times like you're going to be able to take titles that's not something that you can expect from the team consistently Sure. Now, I think there's a laundry list of problems. I'll start with my boy Juzzy. Just get that one out of the way so you guys don't think I'm a biased cunt. 
Uh, he hasn't been performing up to his level. We True. all know that, right? That's that's bang on. He hasn't been performing up to his level. Uh, second of all, Poison, inconsistent. He's not consistent as an author. He's hit or miss. He's either good one game, he's better with a rifle the next, or he doesn't show up in another. Uh, config, I think, is the best thing about the team by an absolute mile. And I'm going to throw two names out there from the super lurky boy days of Counter-Strike. Happy and Get Right. Does anybody still play that style of Counter-Strike? Not really. No, but blame FDOS. Right? Like, there's, I just listed you three huge problems, right? I think that their T side style of play is telegraphed as fuck. I think that JKS needs to perform better. And I think that Poison needs to be more consistent. I think there's three problems right there that all weren't of an issue with Rush. Yeah. And uh, like, that's, the, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you fix any of those three problems, but those three problems are problems. And uh, like, sure, Rush's performances, his stats aren't great. Uh, but the team haven't been winning, right? So I think that there's a lot of problems there that the team needs to fix. I think that they need to to change their their approach and style to the game. There should never be in modern Counter Strike, right? Like there's there's one player who gets away with it on Nuke Electronic. He gets down secret every round, but he even mixes it up. He creeps through the wall smoke, takes the fucking entry frag in main. He'll mm. go he'll go warehouse. He'll go down secret. He'll dip back and meet his team in lobby, right? There's like I think there should never be a team in tier one counter-strike that if you kill the same guy you know what strat they're running right that should that should like of course you need to have that symmetry and everything needs to and needs to look the same but like there needs to be a bit more diversity i think the time that i realized that they were getting counter-strated was when like they were doing their set wall smokes and they're getting spammed through boxes with an orb because like they were running the exact same set like and i was just like okay well at this point everybody knows what they're doing right like i just think like i don't know how i don't know how juzzy needs to perform better i don't know what he needs to do but it needs to perform better and poison needs to be more consistent. Like they're my complexity dramas, right? And also, here's the thing. Cause fucking EG like think I'm a like call I don't know if they actually call me a liar publicly, but I know that the owner came out and said that they were never considering dropping their thing, their their play their, They their probably team. said it in a more vague way than never consider. They'd probably say we are committed to our the future in CS, right? Something like that. Yeah, well, like I've been keeping my my ear down and I've been listening. I've been listening to the whispers and listening to the whispers, the whispers of the Counter-Strike Knights. And apparently that's where Rush is going. Apparently that's what's happening. Apparently he's going there. So keep your eyes out for that, right? I don't know if it's true. I just hear shit. So saying EG are going back to a North American I don't lineup. know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I talk to people. I'm on the phone. I'm making business calls. And that was a rumor. So whether happens, whenever you're on a business call, it's like, do you know anything about the EG? Yeah, anything that's what about, I'm Anything asking. new about the EG? And then I'm uh, like, and then I go, and then how, how are your wife and kids? And then, the, the, okay, the, yeah, have a good day. Goodbye. The first thing I do is I go, hello, uh, Chad Birchall speaking. What do you think of the NIP system? And if they don't say shit, I hang up immediately. <laughs> and then I ask about the EG thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens with that. We have um, to stop with this running gag, man. It's just, uh, it's just not gonna take us to a good space, good place, man. But all the people who watch consistently know we're joking, right? Like you that's know, the problem. That's the problem. Like people who don't know, it's, it's just gonna be what's what's. Well, what's we're about to talk NFT? about the academy league, so we can suck their dick a little bit there. Should we jump into that? <laughs> sure, we're doing a little dick sucking tonight. Guys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, get, more dicks, I'm getting more dicks. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting real horny lately, so it's all, it's all coming together. <laughs> all right, the academy league, guys. Um, the We Play Academy League is on. You guys may have seen that get announced not that long ago. Um, it's a hundred thousand dollar league, and I want to get that. It's currently live. Have they finished for the day? No, it's currently live. 
Um, it's currently live right now. Lucas, can you bring up this link for everybody playing at home so they can see all the teams? Uh, actually, yeah, scroll down to the bottom where it's got all the teams. Um, so here we go. Uh, the teams in this league are Young Ninjas. We know them well. Uh, Mouse NXT, they've been popping off lately. Furia Academy, Navi Junior, VP Prodigy, Astralis Talent, Big Academy, and Fnatic Rising, who didn't have a team until the first day of the tournament. I thought that one was quite cute. Um, so, yeah, that that's the eight teams. Now, this Academy League, they're doing um, this round-robin format. I've seen some really nice... I like, I like their vertical uh, health bars in the HUD. Have you guys noticed that? I just saw it, yeah. It looks <laughs> these look squished though. They're kind of like yeah, I'm not sure a, if they're they're a copy or not, but I made a comment about it, a tweet the other day about it. The first thing I said was I said something positive about the we play thing, but then the second follow-up one was a joke because of how much shit like the ESL one got. So I just was trying to make some gags, but I think people thought I was being serious. Um but yeah, I think that this this league as a whole is actually kind of cool. Now I wanna f I wanna talk about this from two perspectives. Don't know, have you boys watched many other games? No. no shame if you haven't. No, 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 really no, no, no. Okay, so one of the cool things that they're doing, and then this will feed into my next point, is we play are having rounds where they just use the team's communication live, live in the round, right? Whether or not it's in English, it doesn't matter. They just do it live. And actually, for the viewers, I've seen some really positive stuff. I've seen some good tweets about it. People really like that. I wanna, I wanna give people an understanding of this. Okay, everybody at home, these teams are all part of a bigger team, right? We all know that. Those small teams can't play in the events with their big brother team because Volvo, they say no, 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 no. So these teams, which are big brands, they do this. They get their shopping bag out and they put themselves, they put everybody in there. Let's put a Fnatic in there. Let's put an NIP in there. Let's put a big in there. We've just covered some really big brands. Hold up a second. Let's throw Navi in there. They got, they got, they're a big brand. Let's throw Fury in there. Let's throw all of these into a nice little shopping bag and let's take these around and let's go knocking on some doors. Hello, Blast. Hello, ESL. Hello, WePlay. Hello, Star Letter. Does anybody want to run an academy league? We will bring you our brand names and you can run a league. And our little guys, our peewee league, I'm not being, I'm not being a cunt. I think this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Can go and play against each other. And we this is this. This is a franchise league. This right here is a franchise league, motherfuckers, right? This is the thing that the big boys want to do if they can, right? But they can't do it with the big boys because remember, Valve, they say no, no, no. So they do it with the little boys. They do it over here. And, and this is why we play get to do the really cool stuff with the comms, right? And you go, well, should they be able to do that? Like, how are they doing that? Why can't we do that in ESL or Blast or this or that? Because... The CSPPA in this situation really has no fucking say. Like this is this is these guys who now get an opportunity to be put in the spotlight, play for an established org, potentially get a fast track into the big boy teams. Like this here is so good for all the parties involved. I think the players, the teams, and as well as the the company we play who get to run this. I think this is great. I think this is a great platform to try things. I think it's a great platform to have new talent to do all this stuff, right? And it's in the player break. So on the comments I just made there, does anybody want to pick up? Or Prof, do you want me to throw you this one? And you can talk about the tweets you were having with Steeker the other day. I mean, what else to add? Like, it is everything you talked about. It's just like a platform for these new new kids to kind of show off and see what, what they're made of. Of course, some of these teams also play like tier 
two tier three mostly events. So we already know that Mouse NXT is pretty good, that Torsi is looking pretty hot, that uh, the young ninjas have pretty good players and and stuff like that. So but but when you put them in this like closed environment, you can make it more like it is more interesting than just them playing against some, I don't know, top 50 team just because of the whole storyline that they're building around it and i feel like even though the viewership isn't insane just there is talk about this league like constantly people are talking about it so it, it's obviously something that has been not been missing but but it's filling a void uh in the cs scene right now i think it's a good way to segregate these academy teams from the circuits that would essentially that could essentially see them progress to like the top league or top leagues where they can't be because the main team is there, right? So, like, this is kind of like the first first notion of like a normal sports uh, setup where you have like you know the the high school leagues or whatever, like the university leagues, and then leading up to uh, to the big big dogs, right? So that's like this is like the first attempt at anything like that because obviously, like, we have certain ways to like work up the ladder, but it's not something like that. It's not the same thing, right? It's just like the same teams. Like it doesn't have to be young people or anything like that. This is like very focused on on the academy teams of the big of the big dogs who just can't play together in the same tournament circuits. So this is like just like a good way to throw them all in the same in the same bin. Like obviously brand value and all that. It's always going to draw some people and uh, and uh, it's a pretty good product, right? So I, I yeah. like it. Uh, I think some people in chat were saying this would be a good place to experiment with ML twelve and things like that. Like I think like actually. That's not a bad shout at all. Like long run, maybe not short term, but yeah. it's it, it actually not a bad shout at all. So I think that there could be a lot of positives that come from this. It's also, yeah, we covered off most of the things. Do you want to? Do you want to? You want to say what? You I mean, talk about we, the have, thing we have. We have to talk about it. I think we have to talk about okay. it because yep. it is. It is a part of like the discussions that are going on right now, and it is okay. the, the just the premises. People have been, I think Stiko tweeted about it, but some other people tweeted about it before. And I replied to Stiko because he's a person that is kind of reasonable and I know he's not going to take it the, in a wrong way. And I can actually have a discussion with him or and not expect like an instant fallout. But essentially, it's like, oh, these players, uh, the academy players are playing during the player break. Maybe that's not great. CSPPA would like to have a word with you <laughs> or whatever. And that, that sounds. Uh, at, that sounds kind of ridiculous. Just like why? Why do you feel like you are invited into this conversation at all? Even, even if it's not like with any bad intent. Uh, just the 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 PR that CSPPA has been getting over the last six months or a year isn't that positive. So people can, will automatically become a bit a bit defensive about it. the The whole premise is that maybe they shouldn't like they shouldn't be playing during the player break which i really disagree with mm -hmm. uh and i think this is actually the, the best time for these players to play not only because of the exposure but because if they are like 17 year old 16 year old players this is when they have most time to to play and not focus on school and other obligations that they have during the year so now they can put like two months all in on cs and they can really show what they're made of and develop and develop as a team and have it's not even when we're talking about it, it's not just about one player because if the team wants to develop, you need all five players plus the coach to be available at the same time. So if you have just one guy that has like school, then your available time in a day or in a week that you can practice goes down like 50% easily because like I was coaching a team 
that was in that position and it just fucks up everything you have one player that's really good you don't want to kick him but he has like 10 hours per week that he can practice in so you practice in those 10 hours and and that's it so for these teams this is a great opportunity to just fucking practice play as good as you can and it doesn't mean that when the summer ends that you're gonna continue with that but this is a tournament where you can show potential that when you finish with school this is how you can play right mm. so for for me it, it seems ridiculous that we should i don't know stop them from playing now in with with the idea of we are protecting them because i don't i don't think this is protecting them at all they you're not going to be burned out in your first year of playing semi-pro cs that is not going to happen like yes player will be burnt out after three years of constantly traveling playing online every day but i don't think if you started playing like in in march of this year you played a bunch of these online tournaments like young ninjas did and now you're playing through the summer and you play after this after the summer i don't think that is going to burn you out so fast if you're like a 17 year old kid playing cs i don't think that is actually realistic so it feels like no, with no ill intent, people are trying to push things to people that don't really need their help. And it's actually just going to be to their detriment. Sure. And in the past, just on this, the teams, the tier two and tier three teams who in the player break in the past were the ones who have played through the player break at the smaller tournaments, which are unrelated to the We Play Academy, just want to make that clear, tend to be the ones who give themselves a leg up coming into the end of the season. Yeah. This is an open circuit. Right, you want to give yourself as much practice as humanly possible if you want to end up being a big name team, a big a big name player, earning a shitload of money and winning trophies. That's what you want to do. That's the dream, right? Nobody should be able to come to you and say you can't. What you want nobody to play on play face at pugs for four weeks because you all want to go have a fucking holiday. It's uh, that's the the other part of the discussion that I had on Twitter was from the guy from Copenhagen Flames, which was kind of down that that, that down that route because. Mm -hmm. I guess Copenhagen Flames are a team that is between the top 30, top 50 for the past a couple of years, right? So he is in that perspective, in that position where if his team isn't playing through the summer break and some other team is playing through the summer break, then in August, some other team is going to be maybe higher ranked than them. So they're going to get the invites. But there, there are a couple of issues with that. First of all, maybe tournament organizers shouldn't invite like the 65th ranked team based on like hlt ranking because at that point these rankings aren't really completely like optimal best team it's just like well it's like here or there plus minus 20 spots doesn't really mean a lot so you can maybe invite teams from from another perspective and that is something that tournament organizers can do by their own and at this uh, at the same time the whole idea that no team should play during the player break which is somehow trying to be pushed by csppa and other because csppa even said like no tournaments should be held during the during the summer not like tier one tournaments in europe and north america but like no tournaments just and let, let's just say it, in china this maybe isn't the, the same thing in some other region maybe summer break isn't isn't the same thing as it is for for us here so banning all tournaments is ridiculous but also even if there are no tournaments, some people will be playing and they'll be practicing. And, and when the tournament break is over, they'll be there and they'll be better than than you who have been off for a month. So yep. that also doesn't make any sense. You can't stop people from playing Counter Strike. You just can't. It's, yeah. it's open circuit. I definitely, yeah. I definitely like the biggest factor for me is kind of like the kids 
still being in school and obviously having the summer to fucking grind CS. Like, where where else do you want to do that? Like, that's pretty much what I did, right? Like, when I started out playing CS, like, when I didn't have time during, you know, like, school days and stuff like that, I just, like, grinded out on during summers, right? And there was, like, a bunch of local tournaments that happened around that time because everybody had the time to to go to them, right? All the kids could, could go to them. So, like, if you want to make, like, if you want to have if you want to force a break on these people that just don't adhere to the same rules because of these things, because they just have like different needs in terms of like where they want their break, just put it when they have to do their like school finals or something like that, just like the month ahead or something like that, where they just have to focus on school and just finish school and stuff like that. Like that makes more sense to me, right? Than just forcing them to not be able to play any tournaments when they actually have the most time. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. To be honest, like Stick also did say that that he doesn't think that it has to be the same player break, but it should that they should be entitled for to some break during the year, right? Which is, I think that is fine. It's just this sentiment that that comes out from a couple of people and CSPPA and not necessarily CSPPA because they didn't say anything, but people as, associated with the CSPPA or players that are in the C, CSPPA. It almost feels like, which I, I'm not saying like stick or anyone are actually thinking this, but it almost feels like they're trying to take away opportunity for from players that are coming coming next, which is essentially, if if you're not allowing them to play what you don't want to play, that is kind of what is happening. But they're probably not thinking about it that way, right? Sure. All right, let's leave this topic. Let's move forward into the Australia stuff because Bubski just put out a nice bit of bait for everybody. He just did a, a sad cat and he added Megisk. Um, He's not going anywhere, so everyone calm down. It's all good. But should we dive into these rumors from Danish leaks? Yeah, of leaks? course. Yeah, of course. Like this is the worst thing now that like oh, Rush is out. So this means that everything that guy that guy wrote is happening. So uh, Zipnix is going to phase. What oh the fuck is God? What the fuck is it's that happening. rumor? What the fuck is that? So it was Zipnix to phase. It was Dupree to NIP. It was Magisk to Complexity. Yeah. Where was Glaive going? Uh, he was staying. To he was Mars. staying. Okay. I guess Bubsky wasn't going anywhere either. Well, were there any other rumors? Did I miss any any other than that? Um, Do, Lucas, you're the guy writing it. Did we miss any? <laughs> We've lost Lucas. No idea. He, he's writing. He's writing some new tweets. Absolutely after. no idea. Um, so those were the rumors. Now I, I thought I thought that this is what I was hearing. Right, I was hearing that. Maybe Astralis wanted to get config, and they were going to do some roster changes and, and and stuff for a while there. But that's that conversation. In my in my back channels is simmered down. I don't hear that anymore. I haven't heard that anymore. I don't think that's on the on the go anymore. I don't know. Um, uh, I still think that there's stuff happening at Astralis, but I don't think it's as aggressive as I originally did. Um, so I, on that topic, I forgot to mention this, and I wanted to mention this. Um, just backpedaling to I am Cologne. Bobski had some uh, big boy games, and it actually kind of reaffirmed yeah, for me why he got picked up in the first yeah, place. Yeah. To remember that, I I I, for, I forgot to mention this, but he impressed me in a couple of moments in those games there. So I just wanted to dial back in there. So those ones, do we think that any of those ones that we just mentioned has any? Like some people are saying, like uh, Mezzi to Fnatic as well as another one. Like, does that make any no, it's sense? The same guy, same guy who, who yeah. said that. Yeah. Does that make any sense? With with Alex. No, I think it's the Messi plus MSL was from this guy at least. I mean, I think this guy like hears some things and then just like puts, puts it together, out there. That's put, it. Puts together things that like kind of make sense to like fit the puzzle together because it's not like nothing makes any sense. Like some parts of these reports 
are things that have been circulating around with just like everyone on Australis yeah. leaving and now the rush thing, but but the Zipnix going to phase, magic is going to complexity, like these are the things that I didn't hear at all. So I don't I don't like I think it's a very non not reliable source at, at this moment. Okay, if anything, like this Bubsky, this Bubsky thing that uh, that he just put out, pretty much just confirms that Magisk is not going to complexity. Like that's that's the yeah. tell right there. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's what that's what they're doing wrong right yeah. there. Fair enough. All right, do we want to spend much time on this? This is all just. just... It's look. I don't want to get. I don't want to give this too much attention because there's just not. Look, it's not like nothing out of that is uh, is substantiated, but like obviously some of these things are not are not going to be accurate. So I just don't want to give it too much attention. Apparently, there was the Cold Zero situation where he said he was going to be playing Pro League, but it was a misunderstanding and it was someone else speaking. Did you guys see that stuff? I saw, like, I saw someone make an article about it. Was it actually not him that said it? Uh, apparently not. I don't know. People are linking shit from Risk, just linked Wait, what did... from TV2. Does the Danish star changes to American team? Patrick Esatag Hansen has found a new team. He's going oh, to USA and playing for complexity. Can you bring this up, Lucas? What does it say? 10 p.m. Oh, it is 10 p.m. right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not not that. Let me find it. Um, risk. What, is this on Twitter? This is on. T I I can't link it here. I'm not in the chat. Did anyone I, grab I it? Think that I one there. Here. Yeah. Can you whack that up, Lucas? Sure. Okay. This is like breaking, breaking. This is so the Danish sources, right? Lucas, you can probably talk to this more than we can. Is this this is like an actual proper news website? I think I worked in this office. Or was yeah. it TV three hours in? I don't know. Like. Do they normally post stuff that like this that is like rumors and shit? Um, this is like one of the big uh, news websites in Denmark. They they have like some public service contracts as well, so they would not post fake news. And they, okay. I mean, they do have like the they broadcast all the Counter Strike on national okay. television, um, and they do have like close contacts with everyone. So okay. If they write it, it's probably true. Okay. So they're saying yes, a tag joins complexity, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So that's the news. Essentially, we can we can switch to that. Essentially, <laughs> it's just it coming at us tonight, isn't it? Um. All right. Does does tag fix any of the problems in complexity that we were talking about? I mean, if we have we even have Brian tweeting. Oh man, I can't wait to see Magic's announce. This is going to be so crazy and cool. No way that. I'm actually quoting Ryan on HLTV confirm he's going to be so happy about No way that anybody else other than Magisk is joining Complexity in the place of Rush. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Esetag brings an interesting situation because in Astralis, when the team was well-functioning, it was good. Um, yeah, okay. That's interesting. Cool. Cole just go. made it official? Yeah, it's official now. There okay. All right. Well, there you go. That was quick. Yeah, I totally, I totally didn't write this news rest just uh, like an hour ago. Oh, wait, you know did? about this? Well, how, how did you write it? Just now? <laughs> wow, it's like so many words right here. Oh, oh, oh yes, Striker just did that in an instant. Okay, hold up. All right. Well, uh, I guess. Fuck. There you go. All right. So, so does it does it change anything? <laughs> I still, no. I think this is a good signing. Like it's a good sign. Okay. But I still don't think it changes everything that you that you talked about. Sure, it doesn't fix the problems. If I anything, I think it makes it worse in 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 the case that the poison they, and JKS. They have three Danish guys now. Yeah, and that is that is I think that is pretty bad because that's a, that's a clan right there 
uh, as attack and blame f already played together config didn't play with as attack i think so i don't think they played like maybe a thousand years ago in the danish scene but yeah it's essentially a danish team now okay. danish complexity interesting i think as attack obviously is a, is a solid player and can fill out a lot of those roles right those bitch roles that that uh, rush was doing all right fucking hell um well breaking news i suppose everybody we already talked about it a lot, so I don't know what Somebody else. already ratted me out to Ryan, man, that I, that I took court in it, but it's just we can run. Fuck. Okay, should we, should we fast forward? Do we want to keep this thing flowing? Yeah, yeah I don't cool. know what else to, to add here, right? Uh, I think that, yeah, I think let's, let's keep going. Let's, let's quickly do this, right? Um, just because we're going into the player break, what teams do we think, first of all, should make changes or will make changes? It doesn't really matter which way. Let me just run through the teams here in the rankings and you guys just stop me and we can have a discussion quickly. We'll try and make this quick fire, right? Yeah. Navi, no. Gambit, no. G2, unless they can buy Zywoo, no. Astralis, we already spoke about. Virtus yeah. Pro, you said probably not, right, Prof, because of, because of CIS? Uh, yeah. I mean, it could happen, but... I, I don't know at the moment I didn't hear anything about about Virtus Pro changing and it's very difficult to buy players in CIS and we don't know when contracts run out so can't really even speculate oh I don't know chopper is free they can get him or whatever so okay uh phase do we think Olaf is going to be there for a while longer seems like they, it, yeah yeah they've reinforced that idea a couple of times already so I feel seems, like at least for like a while a perfect uh placeholder for ops right Sure. That'll be that's next. I don't know when that ruptures contract is up actually. I that's, think it's like early next year. Okay. I think there's been references to that before. All right. Well, keep our eyes out for that. Heroic? Probably not. No, no I would doubt probably it. Probably not. Yeah. Not after one event. And that, it, an event that actually wasn't even that bad if you if you look at it. Like it wasn't amazing. Obviously, they weren't nowhere near the form that they showed earlier in the year, but they, they didn't shit the bed, I guess I would I would call it that. Like I'm not on the not I'm not on board with everybody calling them all the onliners now and everything like that. No way. Okay. Uh, big. Uh, we heard rumors about Zentaros maybe linking up with Woxic and Calyx and that kind of stuff. Do we think there's anything going over there? Big. I think I'd, maybe that would be on the on the one I'd to watch. Give it like a not a fifty percent, forty percent chance of change. Yeah, like, it like definitely like a definitely like a way a, a team that could evaluate their their options during the break and figure out if there's somebody they can they can. Yeah, get. it's not necessary that they change, especially what with, with what Maniac said on the show that really stuck with me. It's like. Maybe they're just happy being a top ten team, and maybe they should be happy being a top ten team. But they are also there's also Faven around. I don't know when his contract is up. Probably end of the year, as it always is in German teams. But if if it's now, then they snap him up. You know how that those things go. Faven made a tweet the other day. Um, probably said, "I'm said joining the twenty third or the seventh, twenty twenty one, with the timer next to his with the like the sand hourglass thing. That's tomorrow." Okay. Who knows? Maybe it's his birthday. Maybe he uh, just wanted to like hype up HLTV confirmed, but he missed the date. That's possible too. Uh, NIP, I think we'd say almost definitely, right? Like there's going to be something going on there. That fifth position for Linus isn't locked, or do we think he's safe? I wasn't uh, sold on what he brought to the team necessarily in Cologne, but at the same time, like, yeah. I mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't. He wasn't great, but at the same same time, he was like. He's in positions where you don't really notice him a lot. That's the problem for me. Like I didn't really notice him, what whether he was doing okay or not. You know, it's, it was just like I didn't get a good idea of whether he sh he's a good fit or not. Okay. But statistically, he's been pretty bad. Like if you look at uh, his rating, Prof, what do you reckon? If they can get a great player, then then yes. But there are not many on the market right now, so that that could be a similar thing 
more academy thing. players? No, but I think they keep him for now, or yeah. they, maybe they can change. But I, it feels like similar to to Faze and Olaf. Uh, no, no, no shitting on Olaf. He had a decent tournament. I think he played quite well. Mm -hmm. But if a player is going to be uh, available, then they go for him. Crims's contract three years is up also early next year, I think. Right, okay. Tracker? Oh, so, that's right. Crims is no, he no, it's a while ago now. Wait, let me 2019. See. Wow, him and JW did a three year contract, so maybe yeah. that's uh, that's the, the play, right? Or maybe the pre is a play when their contracts run up. The sec first of February is when they announced the new three year deals in 2019, so 2020 to 2022, in a I don't know, half a year should yeah. be running out. Okay. Uh, Vitality, I think we'll say no. They're probably pretty happy probably with where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not now. Mouse yeah. Sports, probably same thing. Same. Uh, I think Mouse Sports' biggest chance is actually fucking promoting the Academy Opera, but not not yet, I think. Yeah. Uh, Spirit, probably well, not. He's banned. Like, Torsi is banned oh, for yeah. the time being. Until so November, I think until, right? the until the major happens, I guess uh, Acor is safe for now, but he sure. needs to step up for sure. Uh, Liquid? There's a That's a possibility, but I think it's probably too early for them to change anything at this point still yeah it'd be yeah. only if one of them goes to valor and i suppose right um yeah. complexity what well, we just spoke about those furia i think probably should consider one yeah i think they should really consider one right now uh especially i think i the the biggest issue with changing now is the armor points right and and the qualifying for the major you don't want to lose points uh so you don't want to change unless you have to and that's going to be an issue for for a lot of teams and why they don't want to change but i don't think Fura is in that critical of a situation in na i think they're in a pretty good spot so if they i mean they actually already changed junior so that doesn't even matter they yeah, can actually just get for them it's, it's free to make a change instead of honda and get him in and play the next rmr it's going to be minus 20 percent anymore anyway is vsm unbanned uh vsm yeah he should be he should be among those people who it, where yeah. it was like a long enough time ago that they just oh yeah, yeah. i guess that's but the, isn't that's the word. The, i don't even know they're actually playing like a six-man roster so i don't know what uh what's going on they with keep Oplano. changing it I, I i tune in and like one game trk is playing the next game fucking yeah. leo's playing the next game fucking lucas is playing it's always so, changing i think pain safe safe that guy is the obvious solution for for furia for for an opera but i don't know if how do they want an opera do you think that's the direction they want to go I think they do. Okay. I think when they played with an opera, they looked much better than than before or after. Okay, fair enough. OG, probably not. No. Uh Entropic, probably not. Fours, probably not. Evil geniuses. The CIs, maybe. The, look, the CIs could like the thing is with the CIs, like there's so little coming out of there in general that like there could Anything just be one happen. day where like four teams just decide to change at the same True. time because it just like all cascades. So it's kind of like I would put them all in kind of like a babies. If True. they if they like one change happens, then it just like all starts a domino effect, right? So, like that's kind of where I'm feeling about the, the CIS teams. Okay, uh, we're almost there. We're almost through the top twenty. And last one, FPX. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, they didn't play in two months, so yeah. it's not like they have anything. Yeah, to they go missed on. out on the on the on the clone spot by by a hair. So, what about uh, our our free agents? Like the next the next thing that we want to talk about? Just uh, briefly, you had the like, players on the market. If that yeah. even comes to mind, because for me, there there isn't really like I mean, huge on the list. You have Cold Zero. You have Creature. Yep. You have yep. Alex. You Alex, have Woxic. So. You have those are the kind of the 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 yep. names that come up to the top of my my head right now so that that's a bunch of players that could alu kenny's not a free agent everybody yeah. typing 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I think like for Knox, Knox is not a free agent either, but but he's also probably someone that... probably signable. Yeah, I don't know about JW either, but his contract is up at the same time as Crimson's, and I don't know JW's benched, right? They didn't release him. No, yeah, benched. Yeah, I don't know what at the his same time future... it feels like. Feels like they're kind of. I think especially with how long he's been there and like with the contract being relatively short now, like six months or something, like there's probably there's probably some leeway there and he could just get out if he needed to or if he wanted to. So sure. it feels like he's one got of those good situations. As well. he's got good yeah, exactly. Like he's been yeah. there for fucking seven years or something like that. Like there's always gonna be like there's always gonna be differences when you deal with those kind of players. Okay. Uh let's pack it up. Let's go into playtime. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's do it. Let's Lucas, do it. roll the bump up. Welcome back. We're going into the Parimatch matchmaker in the playtime here, brought to you by Parimatch. Uh, tonight on the show, Prof is going to be doing it. We've got him, the little bit of the link there to the selecting, and the one for the viewers uh, is the one that has just been linked second for us. So I'm going to read these out for everybody playing at home, and Prof's going to talk us through his logic. Okay. Tonight, we have Sipples Flying Orp, Jumping Cold Zera, okay. Apex Dust 2 Peak, Do Dozier's Pitnade, Olaf Boost, Ego's Black Sight Win. God. <laughs> um, and the descriptive terms are unforgettable, overrated, blunder, sponge rant worthy, game changing, or I assume that is either a Henry G or it's a Henry G. Okay. All right. A Henry G. Okay. Okay. So talk us through it. I'll go. Uh, I'll start with Ego's Black Side win. I'll Do say you know this, that one? Is, this is sponge rant worthy. I don't remember. I'm why. actually surprised you remember this because I didn't know that they actually got the fucking graffiti. No, no, no. They played no, yes. like little grubs as well. This is I this is why. Really. Yeah, of course, he's already pissed off. So th that <laughs> is the thing. I know there is something about it, and also something about the rules, maybe that was kind of sucked. So yeah, that's definitely a sponge rant, especially now that he's like a. I don't Danger know. Zone Danger zone. Danger zone. Yeah. Yeah. Would Would you win that now? Uh, if they still hidden houses with scouts, probably not. Okay. Uh, if they were running around like losties, yeah, then actually probably fuck them up. Yeah. Okay. So what do we have? Simple flying up, jumping Coursera. Uh Okay. Apex is dust two peak. Definitely overrated in terms of like getting a graffiti for that shit. Kind of dumb. And people talk about it too much. Not really. Not really that interesting. Like, but also at the same time, it's such an apex move. To like in overtime peak mid with an op, even though you're not an op or against the other team that has infinite money. But still, I think it's still overrated. Uh, what do we have? The all of boost. What are these answers? Um, what is it game changing? It was at the time. Kind of I'd was, say, yeah. I'd say, okay, let's say simple, simple flying op, definitely unforgettable. Yeah. Dude, when you go back and you watch that, the observing was on like crims. You don't even see it from Simple's POV. When yeah. You go back, when you go back and watch it, it's like, oh, it would have been so sick in the arena if it was on his POV. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Jumping Coursera, I guess we can go with the Henry G here. Okay. Yep. Okay. That kind of makes sense. That was also, that was just like, you don't, you can't say anything about it. Just watch it unfold. Um, and then what do we have? Dosia's Pitnade. You have the Olaf Boost. The Olaf Boost is game changing. Yep. I it literally changed the game. 
like yeah. he literally couldn't do it after so i think that also works and uh those just pitnade overrated I, as well right yeah but it's also pretty cool it actually helped them like win it the wasn't major. it wasn't common uh, to do at the time so to uh, be fair like yeah. there was kind of like a I guess a game changing as well, and like meta changing to a degree. True. because people started doing it a little bit. Okay. True, I think game changing could go with that. I don't think there was a, actually a blunder. I mean, dust to dust to peak from Apex was maybe a blunder, but who cares? I think this is what I'm. This is what I'm going for. Maybe right. the simple yeah. flying up was a blunder. Like some uh, crims actually kind of like whiff there, whiffed with uh, the shots. Yeah. I don't I think don't... someone expects a guy to fucking jump up heaven <laughs> yeah, with an I mean... AWP in a two-on-one situation. Yeah, it wasn't very expected, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it'd be interesting when the Score Esports uh, do up a bit of an article on this prof for you, just reflecting on it all. That'd be great. Um, okay, so that was the Power Match Matchmaker uh, done by Prof. All right, cool. That was there fun. We uh, were there any fun questions coming in, boys? Um, there was one that I forgot, though. There we go. This is a classic striker. I had a great. The, I had a was great... the like, who would you take on an island or some shit, right? Oh, that that was actually fun. Uh, Sponge. Yes. If you had to spend the rest of your life with one of the people present, who would it be? Striker, Prof, or Lucas? Ooh, that's a very difficult one. I wouldn't pick me. <laughs> like I would pick me, but if I was you, I wouldn't pick me. Uh, I, I actually don't know. Like I don't think. E either of us, any of us, are actually like, useful. Okay, maybe in I what environment? Spend uh, the rest of your life with. I I was expecting this like on an island. Because if it's on an island, if it's on yeah. an island, I I would probably go with you, Prof. And the reason is because out of the three of you, you're the most tanned. So off okay. the bat, you're going to probably handle the sun the best. I can see you've been hitting the gym a little bit. You're going to be able to help me lift some logs. We can start some fires and we can get shit going. Striker, Lucas, no offense, you guys are probably going to burn. And I told, told you I can't, I, I can't have I that. So I probably have to go with Prof. No, I burn you. Okay. Well, <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, do we have anything else? Um, so let's see. Okay. We have that Colzera question. Uh, there's actually, is winning a major really a necessity to be entitled as the GOAT of CS? This is because we talked about this before. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is. I don't think it depends on the criteria, right? Yeah, of course, on the criteria. But also, if you win everything else, if you win like a Grand Slam, if you win a lot of tournaments, I don't think the major is like you know, the end all be all for, for this thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, do you think LNZ will continue on NIP's main team? We talked about this. The stuff about complexity, we talked about that. Um... Do you think Zaiwu? Even has a chance to be top three this year, considering his team's like his team's results aren't that important. I mean, they're important in order like getting into playoffs and being able to play against the best teams. But it's not like Vitality's results. I mean, they have been actually pretty bad now that I think about it. They had a lot of last place exits. What do you think, Striker? Is Zaiwu can Zaiwu make it to the top three? Uh, I think top three is reasonable. If he can cash up to simple, considering simple is probably going to keep doing simple things, I think that's a far fetched. Like, I don't think, like, as much as I know this is like way too early, like, we're only like essentially halfway into the year. Like, simple is basically like halfway, that means halfway there, not even halfway there. He's basically like number one, almost confirmed already in my, in my point of view. I don't know whether that's true in Peter's eyes, who's obviously the one who makes the call. Well, that's kind of where, the way I look at it because he has like four MVPs, way more than anybody else. Um, Zaiwu has zero so far, so obviously, like there's there's a lot of a lot of ground to make up there. 
mm. um, and 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 there's uh, I don't think there's any doubt that Simple is going to keep doing this, and I don't think there's any doubt that Navi will stay relevant at least to to but, a level where they're going to compete at yeah. a high uh, but, like but for high the, placings. It, this doesn't even matter, like in terms of what Simple is going to do. Like it, this is more like Zaiwu against yeah. Shiro, Axile. Sure. You know these these players would, that have been. Would it matter? Games. Would it matter if we had more lands? Would would those like if we had more lands and Zaiwu did good at those lands? Would they be weighted more striker than? The online early stuff from Gambit, like let's well, say Zaiwu has a banger. Well, the Karmic MVP last year, if, if we want to compare it to compare yeah. it to something, well, that's obviously comparable, right? Because like Cologne, essentially, this Cologne was essentially as important as Karavitsa last year was because sure. it was just a stack. It was on LAN. It was something like even in the ranking, I think it was something like double compared to what the event would be if it was online. So like, and that's kind of goes the same along the same direction at the top twenty as well. It's just like one of those events that are just going to mean at the end of the year just going to mean more than uh, anything else in this case probably apart from the major essentially like that's that's pretty much uh, uh the only thing that could surpass it uh, or if we get like another one another event that is as stacked as this that is going to be online but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case like clones has always been clone has always been like one of the most prestigious and i'm like the best teams usually got there yeah. and we don't really have that much left in the year apart from like pro league which is obviously going to be online and like a bunch of blast stuff and like some IEMs that are not going to be on the same level, I think, as a as a cologne. So um yeah, it seems like it's gonna be hard even if cologne, that was the case. yeah, it seems yeah. like cologne is kinda gonna be like the biggest event until the end of the year already already apart from the major. Okay. All right. I I don't think we got much else, boys. I think we're probably done. Unless there's any really good questions coming through in Twitch chat right now, which I'm keeping an eye on here, but it's a lot of stuff that is a bit hard for us to talk about. Or just left field questions, nothing to really sink our teeth into. Well, Gorilla sign as their fifth. They don't know. I can we say don't know. that. They don't know either. So yeah, yeah, and not an easy situation to be in. Uh, I mean, it didn't even feel like it didn't even feel like NATO was there as a permanent member from the first place. Like they even announced it in some sort of way, like a stand-in, just so they can keep playing. So it's kind of surprising that they got rid of him before they got an replacement, even though that seems to be true. So it's interesting. I mean, that's that's more or less it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, all right. Well, we were working on a guest for next week to have a show, but uh, the guest can't make it. So we'll try and get another guest. Um, and for everybody who keeps asking us to get simple, I want to reiterate this again. We would love to have simple on the show. We would be absolutely honored to have Simple on the show to come here and talk with us for two hours and, and, and get to answer your questions and, and dive into all the things around the, the, the player who, at least I, and I think these guys, if I made a good argument, would agree is the best player. We would love to have him on. However, we have no power. We don't pay these people anything. We just ask them if they want to come on the show. And if they want to come on the show, they want to come on the show. So. We're going to try and aim to still do one next week. And the plan for that show, if we can get a guest, great. If not, it's going to be like a mid-year. It's going to be a mid-year show. We're going to reflect on a bunch of hot topics, like biggest dramas, the biggest winners, the big, like all of those things. We're going to have a little bit of that. I'll get, we'll get you guys to contribute. We'll get some tweets out. And you guys can tell us what you think. And we'll talk about all that stuff. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. Um, in terms of in terms of other bits and bobs, we'll probably take a week or two off. I think uh, we have to, and then just before we go back for EPL and stuff, we'll return. But if there's any massive bombshells, like let's say Dupree to Astralis does happen, and Prof and Dry go happy. around, 
Sorry, you know what I mean. If they're if we're around, we'll try and make a show. And I've happen. been just tweeted about that, by the way. Oh, okay. Seems like no Dupree dot 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 at daily CSGO leaks. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone's having a bit of fun with it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So we'll see what we can do. We'll we'll bring you guys some more content if we can. Um, I have some stuff that I want to to dive into as well with like what we can do to actually kind of have a better circuit in the future. Um, yeah. Thanks again for tuning into another episode. Sorry that we ran over again. Sorry to Lucas. I know that we wanted to get him out of here on time tonight. Party um, yeah, but that's all right. It's still early-ish. You know, Lucas is young. He can rave. I've seen him out there fucking in those shuffle pants. Or is that that's probably from the, the noughties. I don't think the kids are doing that like, anymore. Yeah, it'd be like hammer hammer pants or whatever they are. What no, are this like they used to do like this this dance that was like shuffling and like these pants were baggy and it made it look like they were floating. I think it, I don't know. Are those called hammer pants? Maybe I'm crazy. And maybe it's not the same thing. Anyway, thank you again to Extrify, Parry Match, and Bitskins for supporting the show. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. I hope everybody has enjoyed tonight's episode. And uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing, Counter-Strike guys. And if you're playing Face It, and in the first round, a guy does something you don't like, don't come on the mic immediately after one round and say that you're not going to play with the team anymore um you know try and try and actually work it out and and don't just be a dick because if i'm in your game i'm gonna get mad at you guys i'm gonna get mad at you because that's not on let's be friendly good night Add some fun to your space with Extrify, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with Extrify, no regrets, guaranteed. These bombs go to the teammates. I wanna see you rolling fast. Win the round. Win the game. Parry match. Your esports teammate. Stuck ranking up? Lost the motivation to grind? Bored of clicking heads on aim maps? Get some color into your game. Bitskins.com. Buying and selling skins made easy. Tons of payment methods and instant cash outs. Just choose your dream skins, select your preferred payment method, and start grinding again. If you want to play like the pros, you've got to look like the pros. 